Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and joining me today is the uh, rosy-cheeked Jamie and the, uh, what I can only imagine is uh, half-wearing shorts. Jonesy, I don't know what to say there. I, I, I Half-wearing shorts, like I've got one leg in. No, 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 so they're down by your knees. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I like the idea that Jonesy has those trousers that have the zips, so you can like choose whether you're wearing shorts or trousers, so you can zip the bottom half ah. of the trouser leg on. You know what? Half I, trousers, half shorts. I did used to own a pair of them. Of course, oh, of you, course you did, dude. Yeah. Have you ever owned a pair of trousers that had less than six pockets? <laughs> uh, I have. The wow. ones that I'm wearing jeans right now. Breaking wow. the new ground, Jonesy. I love it. You're a new man. <laughs> there we go. Well, welcome to the Super Show. We are a gaming podcast. We don't take ourselves too seriously, as was evident by past minute or so um <laughs> if you're new to excuse us, me i take multi-pocketed trousers very seriously I'll i mean know. who doesn't alex jones who me and bear grills <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> yeah. jesus if you had to get into bed with anyone bear grills my god alex jones why are, we, why, why are we getting into bed with them all of a sudden we snuggle for warmth in the what? cold cold <laughs> harsh winter no, he'd I, cut you open and sleep inside your carcass. <laughs> Can you imagine? You have a sleepover at Jesus. his house and he just tries to cut you open all the time. He's like, I'm, yeah. cold. I'm cold, Jonesy, I'm cold. Yeah, he, he'd turn you inside out with your head at the bottom. Oh. I've seen him do it with a sheep. There you go. <laughs> well, there we go. All right, anyway, yeah, gaming. That's what we're all about. Uh, we are available on YouTube and a, a podcasting platform of your choice. Talking Spotify, iTunes, and potentially Google Podcasts. I'm not going to mention any of the others because I want you to go to either Spotify or iTunes. But, you know, <laughs> you, you do you. I'm, I'm, no judgment over here. Um, but, yes, uh, we are only on here. Our 36th fucking episode. Can you believe it, boys? And it's all thanks to the generosity of our lovely, lovely patrons. Uh, because, well, wow. Wow. Okay, okay, 36. For, for the people on the podcast platforms, Jonesy just uh, put up his mangled mitts in front of the camera. <laughs> My God. Look at that. Disgusting. That does look a bit I kind weird, of feel actually. funny now. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to have supper anymore. Hmm. Kind of, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put me off. It kind of reminds me po- of... I'm not posh enough to eat supper anyway. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you I don't know supper? why you call it supper. What, that is a what bit you have weird. Dinner. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, dinner. dinner. Yeah, like Breakfast, a normal lunch, person. Dinner. Yeah, like a normal person. You guys have tea, and that means like after lunch or some shit. No, I don't say that. Tea's dinner, but it's not supper. Don't know no, because no, now you're just fucking you've 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 you're fucking it all up. All right, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> all right, because after supper we're going to talk about our patrons, uh, and they are making all of this possible, keeping the dream alive, letting us go to episode thirty-six and beyond. And uh, you know, if you'd like to support us and help us go to hopefully episode 37, maybe even episode 38, then go on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and super show your support. I think I made that joke last week. Uh, But we have lots of tiers available to you, ranging from $2, which gets you access to our Discord server, which uh, you guys hardly ever frequent anymore. But I'm always there now. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. It's because you don't go there. You don't ever see me. I I, Ah, I drop in and and out. Caught you out. Also gives you access to our dedicated Super Show Minecraft server. Ooh, Ooh. shameless plug. Which I never go to anymore. Yeah, fucking, I don't even have a bed. It's ridiculous. I need to I, check I've got to go back in, yeah. I might Pathetic. go back in and just put like, a, just like boarded up with like, you know, like when there's like <laughs> yeah. hoarders and looters and maybe hurricanes. You just put board up like some plank planks and shit. 
I was talking to Pete's one about trying to have like a, a night every week where it's like, this is the Minecraft night. So if you can make it any night of the week, try and make it that night and then other it's people a, will be there. It would there. be a good idea. It would be a good That's idea. A good idea yeah. um, but yeah, we have uh, a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, including our very own After Dark podcast, which is a Patreon exclusive where we don't necessarily talk about games, but we just talk about like weird shit and we start off on a topic and we end off on a topic that probably couldn't be further from the initial topic. So, you know. Th- this that- week, marriage advice. So if you want to get some marriage yeah. advice. This week was what? almost weird, a weird like life lessons episode. Weirdly <laughs> enough, I don't know. Yeah, I Has felt that kind of funny out yet? Yeah. Uh, no, I was meant to put it up yesterday, uh, but I forgot. So it'll go up today, which it's if you're bonus. listening. No, but hold on, which if you're listening is actually yesterday. So you're welcome. Uh, wow. But yeah, so we've got some names to to shout out because these are the people that are really keeping the dream alive. And I'm talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brett Zerbrick, a.k.a. Shellshock, Freddie K. Official, Haxel Book Reed, Javela Cujo, Leo Merga, Lonnie Thompson, Manuel Guerrero, Martin Scahan, uh, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Starfall Kid, William Sherry, and of course the two big boys, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. I heard that The Dude Abides. I've heard Did that you as hear well, actually. That he yeah. abides? So there we the go. word on the street. Word on the street, word to your mother. So yeah, thank you to each and every single one of you and anyone else who is on our Patreon. You are making, you're keeping the dream alive, man. Right now, as we like to do before we do a bit of a catch up and before we get into the news, because there's a lot of juicy stuff coming up. uh, We we were unfortunate in the time that it came out, but the DC Fandom came out like a day after we put up our last podcast. But that's okay, because now we've, we've sat on the news We've ruminated it a bit, and uh, we're ready to digest and, uh, you know, poop out our, our hot takes. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, fellas, we have a comment of the week. And I want to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to ask Jamie to read out the comments of the week. Uh, of course you bloody are. <laughs> For what it's worth, I didn't pick this out. Jonesy, I presume, picked this out. And I guess Jonesy's got some kind of bone to pick with me because there's, there's no, no, a, I haven't. Do you know what I thought? I thought for balance. I thought for balance, it was a good comment. Nah, I for think balance, you, get, you start I, I, the podcast off by slagging <clears throat> me off. Yeah, I, I, Jonesy, I think you chose it because you're trying to get back at uh, Jamie for effectively winning the the PlayStation Four Let's, and PlayStation uh, Five stealing, stealing. stealing. Can we not go there? Again? Stealing it. <laughs> That's dead and buried now. Let's not bring that up until November. We know how pro Jamie fans like to go on about a thousand percent, so I thought I'd pick one in the opposite. Before we get into this comment of the week, though, boys, I I just want to just want to plant a seed now for the rest of this episode. That uh, do you remember the energy that we had at the end of last week's episode, the last ten minutes or so? Regrettably, I do remember that. (laughs) I'm planting that seed now that we need to get some more known murderer energy for the rest of this. (laughs) We just got to fucking like bring it up, like lift it up. Scratch your armpits, smell them, get that zing, and let's fucking oh, go. That's not zing. Well, There's nothing yeah. zing about that. Is that also like a weird coded way of saying that no podcast is going to be complete now without us saying something that could theoretically see us sued down the line? Yes. Like yes. We have to it's say a, something. We have to risk a lawsuit in every Listen, episode. it's... Uh, there's got to... You know, when you're talking about making content on, on YouTube, it's always like, what is the Why? Why do people come to you? Why do they watch? What why is your USP? Yeah, why do they listen? What is our <clears throat> modus operandi? What is it? It's known murderers. I mean, increasingly... Um, I actually hunt, um, search for a list of more known murderers uh, for the Discord, and I put a few more known murderers into the Discord. Oh, I like it. I like it. We sh- I should actually make a, a channel just called Known Murderers, and we just list the people. 
It would yeah. be quite a good channel, yeah. Known murderers. I'm pretty sure we've done it for, I think when we worked on um, All Time Tens, I'm pretty sure we made a list which was uh, 10 celebrities <laughs> who've killed somebody. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure we did that. Sounds about right. But anyway, <laughs> go on, Jamie. Tens, all Time Tens never got sued, so maybe we'll be in the clear. Unless Matthew yeah. Broderick uh, does start listening one day, in which case Matthew was sorry. I'd love to have him on the show. <laughs> I mean, he'd Come, be more yeah. than welcome. I'd love it. Um, anyway, this made... comment. Yeah. Yeah, go uh, on. comes from I believe this is actually Matthew Broderick's burner account. Uh, <laughs> below average Kiplet says, Ooh. "I 1,000% disagree with Jamie on Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> My game of the year and the story it told had me hooked. I platinumed it not because it was easy to do so, but because I enjoyed it so much." Wow! Could you do wow. that? Like, could you do me a favor? That last sentence. Yeah. Could yeah. you do it like uh, JFK? Oh, what does JFK sound like? Oh, you mean like a, I, uh, I enjoyed it so oh, much. He sounds like Quimby. Um, yeah, yeah. Was Mayor that Quimby does, from yeah. The Simpsons? Yeah. Mayor Quimby. Chow yeah. Deer. No, wait, that's his brother. <laughs> that's his brother or his cousin or something like that. Chow Deer. But yeah, because that's part of the speech of, of like going to the moon, right? Not because it? it was easy to do. Oh, but because it was hard. There you go. It sounds like, it sounds like you two should be doing this. I can't do any former hard. presidents. The hard, I like the way he says hard. It sounds what, is it hard. Boston where they go hard, hard. like car. Get in the <laughs> car. You guys want to go for some coffee? I want. <laughs> no, that's people. New York. <laughs> the coffee yeah. one is New York, isn't it? Just Jonesy, do a uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Just say the name of the game in the uh, JFK voice. Ah, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> it's a bit gruff, but yeah, it was, and now it, bomb it, it them. <laughs> now Jesus, bomb just them. just kidding. That was someone else. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Japan. They've been naughty in the past, haven't they? All right, naughty well, people. Jamie, what do you have to say about naughty, this? naughty countries, Chris, get put on the naughty step. Yeah, no this murderer. Japan. Yep. You've been huh. warned twice. Don't make us do it a third time. Jesus um, Christ. Anyway, um, long before anything in Japan was being blown up, it turns out uh, they were all stabbing each other with swords. And that's a game I actually finished in this past week, funnily enough, below average. Oh, you finished Kipling. it? Shit, well done. I finished it, yeah. Um, I said last week, didn't I, that like I was working on my backlog and I talked about how that sounded like I was talking about shit, but actually I was talking about video games. And sure enough, I didn't get that far through anything else, but I did finish Ghost of Tsushima. And you know what? I'm nice. glad I did, as one thing I will level with below average Kipler on is that that story and a lot of the content of those missions improved significantly through Act 2 and Act 3, playing all oh, those missions okay. back to back. Getting into Act 2, I was kind of like, where are they going to go now? How are they going to find the energy to kind of like muster this all up again? They were doing the kind of the the little, what's it called? Um, a bait and switch almost, where right. you kind of feel like you're building up to some kind of a conclusion. And then I think the reference I made last week was, oh no, Mario the Princess is in another castle. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. now Coton Khan's over here. He's at the complete north of this new part of the map. Go and do some side missions again. And I was like, <laughs> no. Um, so I just sat down and did all the story missions pretty much back to back to back to back. And a lot of them are really cool. There are some actually great side characters that have some really cool arcs, some of them quite emotional, maybe even. Okay. So you are you revising your initial estimation? I think that I still have all the issues I had before. I still think it suffers from a, deep down at least, a fairly generic open world formula that I think they do obscure through a few different uh, tricks and mechanics that are quite effective, but ultimately that's what it is. You are going to icons on the map and doing fairly yeah. repetitive cookie-cutter objectives. You, did you cry when you made your haiku? 
No. I, at no point did this game make me feel like I was close to tears. But there were obviously very emotional moments. And one thing, I won't make many retractions, but I will make one retraction, which is that there's an element of the story, let's say an undertone to the story in the first act, that I thought was really poorly handled. Because it's essentially the thing I was talking about where they're playing up the decision that Jin has to make between the honor of being a samurai and the dishonorable approach of being the ghost. Yeah. And I thought it's all a bit ham-fisted because the player doesn't have any agency in that decision whatsoever. The game players are more right. or less the same. Stealth, which is kind of the dishonorable approach, is forced in a number of occasions. There are instant fail stealth missions. So it's like you can't be honorable all the time, even though the story suggests there is a decision being made when there isn't they do make good on some of that in a way that i didn't expect and there are some story decisions made around the end of act two and the beginning of act three that create some interesting scenarios um and lead to i'm using the word interesting a lot because um i don't really know what else to say i'm, I'm running <laughs> i'm running short on adjectives today apparently. well so someone but, failed um, english uh, you know what i did Funnily enough, <laughs> somehow English and geography were like my worst subjects. So I don't know, um, but they they end up in a really good place with a lot of that stuff. And I will okay. the other thing I'll praise. Um, I'll talk about it a bit because like, I don't have any other games to talk about. Really, they do this really cool. I don't know how else to describe it other than it's almost like a Lord of the Rings sort of Fellowship of the Ring style effect where they've got uh, a lot of side missions in the game, sixty something I think, and some of them rather than just being random uh, civilians that you'll come across and do a random task for, they'll yeah. be named characters with a bit of a backstory, and you'll actually do a series of side missions for them. And the number of characters that you do nine side missions for that are all kind of staggered out and delivered over the course of the main story. So you're coming back and interacting with these characters again and again and again. And they do this really cool thing where every time there's this big sort of marquee moment, there are a lot of big battles, um, you know, where a bunch of troops are all running in at once and storming an area or defending an area they bring those characters back into the fold and you're fighting alongside them in a way that did kind of feel like it's not quite oh there's legolas and there's gimli but it's a little bit like <laughs> oh that's that person that i've been kind of hanging out with for the past 40 hours and now they're still with me and that was really cool that's cool. that sort of sense of camaraderie i guess yeah i like that nice um so i'm i'm yeah absolutely net positive on that game i think it's a uh you're gonna really are you gonna solid. platinum it is the question though I don't know if I've got the motivation to platinum it. Not only just because I've got a lot of other games on my plate right now, and there's still yeah. stuff coming out every week, it feels like. It's relentless at the moment, and it's only going to get worse in September. But also because I spent a little bit of time in that open world once the credits rolled, and I was like, this is fine, but there's no real... I, I don't know how much more I need to get out of this game. Yeah, I've got fair, my fill. Fair. I've got my fill. Um but yeah, that that was pretty much it for for gaming and me this week. Wow, Tinkering okay. with other stuff, but that's the only thing that feels significant enough to mention. I mean, I played The Sims and turned Steph into a drug dealer and got Chris hooked <laughs> on MDMA. But these things are just like we don't really that, do, we all know about course. these elements. You know, exactly. That was cool. Yeah. So that that was on your stream, right? That was a stream in the end. Yeah, I tried to recapture some <clears> of that ATG magic by streaming <laughs> The Sims again and recreating all our characters and putting us in a town filled with. Uh, a lot of famous faces. Um, some yeah, familiar. A couple of known murderers. A couple of known murderers. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Broderick is there. Troy Baker was there. Harvey Weinstein was there. J.K. Rowling. Wow. Um, all members of the band NSYNC. Um, 
Did they all Hollywood, live together? Hollywood house? superstar John Cusack. J.K. Rowling lived in an apartment that was down the hall from NSYNC who did all live together, yes. Nice. Wow. Okay. Uh, O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. Nice. And you said... I don't uh, know why, but I get the impression that NSYNC would have all been boning J.K. Rowling, but none of them would have known that the so other ones were boning her. During the live stream, she did get pregnant, and we never found out who knocked her <laughs> up. Oh, I'm, my I'm God. I'm 100% serious. J.K. Rowling's pregnant in that save. Wow. wow. Um, so, and you said Steph was a drug dealer. We made Steph a drug dealer. I installed some mod where there's like proper hard drugs. And it's not just like a recreational thing where you like have some drugs and your sims get high. It's like, no, you get, um, you have weird come downs and you can get addicted and you can get withdrawal symptoms. There's a police system where you can get police raids and police busts and there can be narcs and stuff like that. I think the policemen wow. in my town. Phil Collins was a policeman. And I can't <laughs> remember who the was. other one. It was like David Letterman or something like that. Those were the two cops. Um, I just like the idea of Phil Collins being a narc. <laughs> he, Phil Collins plays a policeman in Hook. I really? Think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that when the kids get kidnapped in Hook, Phil Collins is the detective. No, hold on. Was that, was that Phil Collins or was that fucking... What's his face? No, it was Phil Collins, wasn't it? it was, I'm pretty sure it was Phil Collins. Wow. We'll have to check for next week. That's I'm not going to sure. Google it because that's just going to devolve into like what happened last time. So just, we're not going to do it. <laughs> just non-stop um, Googling. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie, I'm, I'm trying, yes, I'm trying to lead you into it. Okay. What does what uh, your fucking <laughs> Twitch dude? <laughs> oh, twitch.tv forward slash full fat Jamie. There uh, we streaming, go. Uh, I think we're all streaming at least once or twice a week at the moment. We're trying to keep up that rhythm, right? All three of us. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. On our own, yes, sir. Uh, on our own things. Uh, right. So, okay, but have you, you've done in. So, I understand, like, obviously, Ghost of Tsushima is quite a big, big uh, time sink, as it were, to kind of finish that game. And, and understandable that you didn't play much other games. Yes. Uh, one of the big releases, obviously, was uh, Flight Sim. Did you play any of that? I've tinkered with Flight Sim, but, and I know I'm stating the obvious here, but. The more time you spend spend with Flight Simulator, the more you realize, oh yeah, actually this isn't a video game. It's a and flight so, simulator. Yeah, it's a flight simulator. And it's I keep, a flight simulator. I, I went in there, the last time I went in there, I was like, do you know what? I'm actually gonna do a few of these tutorials and I did get to grips with some of the ideas. Um, but obviously all the tutorials are in quite a small, dinky little plane that feels like it's made out of cardboard, and then you go and try <laughs> and take off in a Boeing, whatever it was, and you don't get anywhere. And I just figured like at the end of the day, it's not for me. I know I could turn off all the settings that so it would let me crash into things and blah, blah, blah. And I could put it on the easy mode so I'd just take off without thinking about it. But I just, I'm not going to get the same out of it that someone like Jonesy might, for example, who I think is quite interested in, in it for what it is, which is a flight simulator. Yeah. But for me, those barriers to entry were a little bit too high and I think the barriers to having fun were even higher. Not to yeah. say it's not fun, but like, I need to make it more fun than the simulator parts actually are. I guess you need to switch on that uh, Euro Truck Simulator part of your brain, right? <laughs> but then even Euro Truck Simulator, like the barriers to entry are so much lower because obviously it's easier to turn on a fucking car engine than it is to take off a plane. Like one yeah. of them is sort of second nature to us. The other one is completely foreign. But also, this is going to sound really obnoxious, but I hope you know what I mean. Driving feels you're, like you're a more active participant in it than flying does. Yeah, it feels like once yeah. you're in the air, you're just like, don't, don't, don't fall out of the sky. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's, it's very hard to have a baby, but at some point it's just like, don't let it die. That's all you got to, just don't let it die. <laughs> a plane, it's like, don't fall out of the sky, don't hit a building, don't hit another plane. With Euro Truck Simulator, it's like, roundabout, oh, I've checked, like, checked my mirrors, indicator, and you know, all these little 
know, you've got to remember all the processes. I like Fair that. enough. Uh, did you do anything else other than gaming, though? Because this I, is the big um, thing. People have asked us, like, you yeah. know, we really enjoy your, your, your gaming talk, but we also like it when you talk about, like, more popular culture kind of stuff. Chris, I, in- I indulged in some popular culture this week. Oh, For the first time now? ever, I um, acted on a recommendation, a TV recommendation, nonetheless, that one of you two had given me, and it was none other than Dave. Yes! Dave Bird, a.k.a. Lil Dicky. Lil um, Dicky. The, uh, the comedy show that's kind of about him, but not really. I don't I you know. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. All right, well, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to hear your thoughts because I absolutely fucking loved it. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I th- you know what the main thing that struck me about it? And this is not just about the show. It's about uh, sort of comedy shows in general. I didn't realize how many years it had been since I'd watched a show that didn't have hour-long episodes. So now I'm oh, sitting yeah, here right. watching episodes that are actually t- like 21 minutes, 22 minutes, because they're made for TV and they're made for commercial breaks as opposed to being made for streaming. Yeah, And you're like, this is going to sound like a harsh word. I don't mean it to be, but you realize how inconsequential shows like that start to feel. It was like, oh, <laughs> that was it. Like, it's over. And so I watched it all in two days, like almost accidentally, because it's, it's three or four hours of television. And then you've watched the entirety of that show. Yeah. Um, I thought is it, it was- one of those ones that kind of resets so every episode is from a, a base point again? It, mm. no, it doesn't, doesn't reset, but one thing it does is that it never creates any drama that lasts a particularly long period of time, with the exception right. of one story arc that's left open-ended at the end of the season itself. A lot of the relationships or what could be issues in certain relationships between characters tend not to develop enough that they become problems for a significant period of time. There's right. a lot of... This is part of my problem with that, actually, Chris. I wonder what you think about this. Okay. There's a lot of uh, forgiving and forgetting in that show. And it creates this weird environment where I really liked all the side characters. I really yeah. liked Els, who's his, uh, his engineer. And I really liked Gator, who's his hype man. G- Gator and, was my favorite character. Yeah and, yeah, and those dudes have episodes that are devoted to them that are some of the best parts, some of the highlights of this show. But the issue is, Lil Dicky is playing... I wouldn't even say like a sensationalized or an altered version of himself. It's almost like he's playing someone entirely different. And the person he's playing, this alternate version of himself, is is a is an arsehole. Yeah. But he's yeah. an arsehole that everyone around him seems and maybe this is a trait in t- comedy TV shows that I've missed out on. He's an arsehole that everyone around him just goes like, yeah, he's an arsehole, but I still love him or I still like him or he's still my friend or he's still my best friend. And everyone just kind of gets on with it. And there yeah, are char- that, it, you're not you're not wrong. It does seem to be a trend in, in in comedy these days. Yeah, but the issue is there are characters I liked, and you said you like Gator for as well. Like you'll know what I'm talking about when I say when those characters get their own moments, they do with deal with quite heavy shit, and there almost is character development going on. And yet, little Dicky, who's kind of the centerpiece of the show, his character development is like I don't need to develop because every time I'm a dick, but everyone forgives me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Is um, he a, is he a dick though? Because then it creates. I think I, I, I think he's an arsehole, and I, I. No, I mean, but is it is that because we, if he wasn't, if he was like it does nice, it, it does at times. It does at yeah. times. Like you, like certainly. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you could look at the final episode of that season and say those are scenarios that don't arise unless he had that kind of attitude around him. Yeah, but I think there was a part of me that. But w- wouldn't I'm, you say, sorry, Jamie? Wouldn't you say that yeah. he's like almost. Uh, an an unknowing asshole in a lot of 
a lot of respect. Yeah, like there's there's all elements of him that almost seem like he's on the spectrum, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but like there are parts of, there is a lack of self awareness there, and yeah. the way he engages with and talks to people sometimes seems off seems off kilter. In, in a way that is obviously funny for the sake of it being a comedy show, but also is a little bit uneven. I think the issue for me was that I I had listened to some of Little Dicky's music many years ago, sort of in when he was in the run-up to releasing that first album. And I liked some of those songs because they were sufficiently funny, but one of the songs I actually liked a little bit more than some of the comedy songs was a song that wasn't funny and was him reminiscing about a previous relationship that had um, fallen apart due to him essentially choosing his rap career over prioritizing his relationship. And uh, it was one of those things where there were some some notes in some of the lyrics that were actually, I think, quite thought-provoking and interesting. And then you get to the show where he's playing, again, like a fictionalized version of himself, but he's not as interesting as he is. It's like yeah, taking right. an interesting dude who's rapped about interesting stuff and then yet making him play a character that is a version of himself that's less interesting. Yeah, it almost seems like they were trying to go with this, like, uh, every man person who's unknowingly a bit of an asshole, but who, like, like someone who is not meant to be in this world, and the world is big, like, larger than life, but then he right. wasn't larger than life? Yeah. It's a, kind of like for, for, like, for Jonesy, who hasn't seen it, imagine, like, let's say this podcast becomes the next big thing, and we do, millions of uh, people start listening to it, it's all blowing up, and we become famous for being who we are. And <laughs> yeah, then that's, all you of a know, sudden, give it two weeks. <laughs> exactly. Clock's ticking. And then I go off and do a TV show. A TV show that I create and write all by myself. The TV show's called Jamie, and it's about me, Jamie. And yet when you watch it, <laughs> I'm playing a version of myself that is like a weird watered-down me. It's like rather than being actually me with all the kind of the intricacies and the flaws and blah, 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 like any human has, not just myself, I'm actually playing like a version of myself that's dumbed down and played for laughs and is an asshole in ways that I'm sure I actually am, but sometimes also in ways that I'm not. It's kind of like you, you're actually more interesting than the person you've decided to play in this TV yeah. show. I feel, like that's, I feel like that's happened before with shows, and I wonder if part of it is because people struggle sometimes to write themselves. Yeah. Or to play themselves because they, they almost want to be like, they can't play up, they can't say, oh, no, this was cool and I'm like this and I'm, that's cool about me. So they try and like be self-deprecating in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Although again, which, then, which is kind listen, of weird. But then, I'd rather but then he maybe does, get someone else to write he, it. He, he, he writes the a thing which like, it's self-deprecating, but then surrounds himself by characters that love him regardless. Like this, this girl, the girlfriend is the epitome of like, with one exception, would love him no matter what, and will go to bizarre lengths to um oh, to, yeah. to make him happy, <laughs> and with with very humorous consequences. Well, this is the thing. I think I think for the past couple of minutes, we've been maybe a little bit down on the show, but I it is a good show. Like Jonesy, you there, should watch it. But there are there are I've been meaning to check it out. I just haven't got around. Yeah. There the thing, there the thing some... that strikes me about it, like I I completely agree with you, Jamie, on all the points you said. But mm -hmm. for me, it was very much kind of like more a part of that world. Um, right, and I guess it helped as well that I wasn't too familiar with Little Dicky. Uh, in fact, I, I thought I wasn't familiar with him at all. But as it turns out, I did know some of his songs. Um, there you go. I but, like one thing I, lo I love the idea about this is that he's that when you say that he wrote a song that was kind of not joking and it was about choosing his rap career. Like people who don't know what Little Little Dicky is, look him up because it's not like Eminem choosing a rap career over a girlfriend. <laughs> it is like a comedy take the piss like Oh, he, he's, he's a YouTube rapper. He's a YouTube rapper. But that is actually one thing that 
he struggles with on the show that is true to his real life person, which is that he doesn't want to be pigeonholed. He keeps meeting people. Like the joke is that either he's the next Macklemore or some people say he's the next Lonely Island. And every time he yeah. hears shit like that, he's like, no, like I don't want to be defined by the fact that I'm white and I don't want to be defined by the fact that I'm funny either. I just want yeah. to rap. And I think yeah. that is probably mm, true. Yeah, but you can't do that and then make a song, like make all the funny songs that he makes. I don't think. I don't know. If you listen to his album, you, you kind of, you think that he's kind of doing that. I, I, I got the sense at least. But anyway. Maybe. Um, but look, the, the thing is, that it's it's a really funny show with some seriously laugh out loud moments. There was one one segment with a a milking table, which just had me in absolute fucking yes, I, ditches. That, was, that um, and there were a number of really kind of laugh out loud funny moments, which I don't yeah. usually get with a comedy TV show. Yeah, so right. Where it's but due but then there. on the on the inverse of it is it's actually funny enough for a show that's uh was like six or eight episodes that actually has like a shitload of heart underneath it all and sometimes yeah. not even underneath sometimes like right at the forefront it, it's got a lot of heart and dealing with a lot of kind of like interesting topics and and treating them i think in, in most most certainly the right way there was one was like the one dude is bipolar and how it kind of like traces that and it's just it's really well done it's 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 a surprising show if anything and and i i cannot recommend it highly enough there you go there you go and uh, again, to the, the pit that appealed to me the most, very watchable. Less than four hours of your life in total. Yeah. And you've watched the yeah, whole yeah. thing, apparently. Even though it is, I think, going to come back for a season two. I fucking hope so. Hell I'm yeah. pretty sure it's confirmed. I think FX said it ended up being the most successful comedy they'd ever done. Wow. So I'm pretty sure yeah. season two is on the books. Anyway, that was, uh, my, that was my week in multimedia. <laughs> my week and we're just can we just change the name of the podcast to just my week and multimedia yeah by all means i mean that's that's basically all we're fucking talking about <laughs> all right all right josie come on uh flight simulator, let me try okay? and be, let me try and be brief because okay yeah whatever. no no that wasn't a dig at you that were, you know oh, you, you, oh so you oh what is it is it dig at me because i'm, I'm the, yeah, the timekeeper Cause you kept, yeah, because you're supposed to keep the time and you should let... Mate, you know. I want to talk about Little Dicky. You want to talk about Little Dicky. Um, I play. I mainly play two games. So Flight Sim, as we've already touched on, I, I um, got to grips with. I did a whole bunch of the tutorials. Um, and I've, yeah, I've, I've probably spent about maybe... I don't even know. Maybe six or seven hours with that game now. Okay. Like you said, it's not a game though. Let me, you know, <laughs> as it is a simulator, there's not much gaming to be done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but... I kind of went a little bit over the OTT because I didn't have a HOTAS, so I went and bought one so that I could have a more immersive experience. Ooh, um, that's like flight stick and all that shit, like throttle. Yeah, just a flight stick and a, and a, a throttle as well. Like, um, But that, as a simulator, it is very, very good. Like, it, There are some issues. It does crash, and you've got some issues with like loading times. But to be fair to it, like that, if nobody's seen it yet. They have effectively mapped the entire world they have then tried to use, um, I guess, sort of like um, some sort of algorithm to go through and actually create 3D buildings. So you're not just taking like a satellite map and keep it having a flat world. They've actually tried to make this, you know, pretty impressive right. real scale globe. And it is pretty impressive. But then you, you um, get those interesting glitches though, don't you? Like there was one house in uh, in Australia, I think it was in Melbourne or something, that was like, Something like 150 stories high because like it just, the, the AI just glitched out. So if you, oh, right. the the screenshots and the videos I saw of it, it's just like you know the horizon of the Earth. Like it looks pretty flat when you're quite high up. Yeah, yeah. And it's just this like 
massive fucking obelisk <laughs> just like fucking going right up into the sky like a fucking like a like a what do they call them like a a space lift or a space elevator or whatever it is oh right yeah and it's yeah. just so funny because it's just like i don't know some decimal point somewhere got fucked up and <laughs> and it went mad <laughs> yeah it's so mental it's, it's, it's funny, actually, because I, I, one of the places I went to, because this is one thing you can do with that game, and if people don't know, it's free at the moment on um, Game Pass, <clears throat> was I took a little plane, like Jamie's talking about, his little cardboard planes, and I flew out of a, a small Dubai airport, and I went around the Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building in the world. And you oh. can see that thing from, like, 15 miles away. It is just a, a big needle standing up on the horizon. That's and you fly cool. towards it, and it is epic. And I, I flew around um, Manhattan Island. I flew around um, London. And a lot of those places, it's very cool to... Because you could say, oh, you could just go to Google Earth and you could, you know, look at those places. But it's not the same. It is the way that the flight sim works, the way that you can control those aircraft. I can see why people sort of get really lost into those sorts of games from that aspect. And similarly, like, some of the... Um, getting a slightly bigger plane, taking off, setting a destination, getting up to a, you know, a, a height, <clears throat> excuse me, and then setting your autopilot and twiddling with all the little knobs and checking the maps and doing I actually found it really cool. Like, I've really enjoyed oh, hold it. Hold on, hold on. You are, why are you watching porn while you're play, flying a plane? Not twiddling that little knob. Ah, okay. <clears throat> but... One of the main Fair reasons I've been, I've been, I sort of wanted to play it anyway was because, for people who don't know, my dad is a commercial airline pilot, uh, and he flies um, the Airbus A320, which is actually in the game. So one thing I'm going to do, and I haven't done yet, either, hopefully tonight, I have to see how we sort of right. So, so if they, if they're watching or listening to the podcast, hopefully it would have happened already. So it would head have been on, tomorrow. So head on over to. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash super show jonesy because it will be on there as a vod but um, my dad is going to do a uh, live stream with me where we effectively take the plane the airbus a320 and do a flight from i guess luton to uh, glasgow which is a route that he flies regularly in that plane Um, yeah i can't wait for that dude this is gonna be so good well it'll be good or it'll be really dull because it'll be you know (laughs) working out stuff and trying because it's we're going to turn all the assists all the assists off and we're going to try and go for it properly Dude, and, like, i think work i think if out. anything it's going to be fascinating it's like a, like an insight into like how a commercial air air pilot flies <laughs> a plane like fucking hell yeah so you know what is great is i actually um uh <laughs> i um called him up because i was trying to do a journey and i called him up and was like right i can't set the autopilot it's not working i keep pushing the button and nothing's happening what do i do and he's <laughs> like all right put me on facetime so he's <laughs> like facetime in the screen <laughs> And he was trying to sort it out for me. Did he figure but, oh, it out? No, because it, so I was in a Boeing seven four seven, and he doesn't. Oh, he right, hasn't okay. flown. But I think he. I think he has flown. Has he? I don't think he's flown that one. See, and I and I was basically I'd messed something up, and I'm trying to find a picture on my phone because very unprofessional. I've actually installed a mod as well because so the way that it works in the game is that there's a marketplace uh, which you'll be able to buy third-party and first-party modifications and also looks for planes that are called liveries. Uh, And liveries effectively give you a different skin for your plane. And what did I do? Where have I bloody put it? Ow! Oh, here you go. So for the people people that are listening... I just sat on my balls. Ow. Careful, careful. People that are listening won't be able to see this, but head over to YouTube if you want to see it. Because look, I installed the EasyJet mod for the Airbus A320, which is what my dad flies. Because <laughs> yeah, he flies for it, he flies for EasyJet. Because easy my dad flies for EasyJet, so I've uh, I've done that so that when we do the live stream, he feels at home. <laughs> the, uh, I love it. That's fucking cool. The orange cool. and the white. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's but fucking yeah, cool. It's, but it's like it's, as Jamie, I think, said, and as you said, Chris, it's not a game. Like you can get lost in it for a few hours because you're 
taken off flying places but um the the basic thing about flying from a to z you've kind of got to be really into it and i'm kind of not as much into that i am in as far as it's cool because that's what my dad does and i've i've had a flying lesson as well so i know some of the in the oh. smaller planes like i know some of the stuff so i know about like trim wheels and like flaps and gear and all that sort of stuff already again but with one the thing- porn come on dude yeah, I know. But one thing that was cool that I've start, I did yesterday, I started to do, and I've, I've, I've like, I think I can just pick up where I left off, is they have these things called bush trials, and it's my first time the flight sim, so I don't know if these exist before. But effectively, it's a multi-leg journey around some places in the world that have got some really nice points of interest. Like, I think there's one in Argentina with big lakes, and you can take off from a small airport, fly around a certain route, and then land at another airport. And it, this journey I'm on now is like 890 miles but you can you can record each leg or each little section. You can do it as, you know, you can pick it up and you can do it and you get, I guess you get points or something for it. I don't really know. That's cool. But no, though. that's cool. Yeah. It's been cool. So yeah, um, check out the live stream if it's happened already. If it hasn't, it'll be coming soon. So nice. if you listen to this, whenever you're listening to it. The other thing I was playing was a little recommendation from Hooded Dude on our uh, our Discord, which was oh. CrossCode. Oh right, shit, yeah. Which was... Um, I, I miss, you, you streamed that as well. I missed that one. I did stream, yeah, I streamed it last week. Um, you didn't miss much. It was very early game. It was effectively right after the uh, sort of the the beginning, the preamble. Okay, um, so what what is CrossCode for people that don't know? CrossCode is a sort of um, isometric uh, RPG um, game, pixel art game, where you are a... You play... Okay, so it's like a weird sort of idea. You play as an avatar of a real-world person in the world of CrossCode, but you are an avatar on an island where everyone else is avatars, but you've lost your memory, and so you're trying to pretend that you're playing the game like everyone else is, but really you're trying to find out what happened to you and why you lost your memory. Do you know that you're an avatar, though? You do. So you've got a a group of people that um, are talking to you and are helping you out. And they're sort of saying, you need to find, you need to get your memory back. And you've got a little guy who comes on and chats to you and kind of like Metal Gear Solid. um, Isn't it like, isn't there like some MMO kind of stuff, like faux MMO? Stuff so that's what it is. So, the, so that's what it is. You're in the game and there's all these other people in the game who are avatars, but they're all AI. Um, and there is a, um, a, I suppose it would be like a communication system. I think it's called like direct, I can't remember it's called, like direct comms or something, where players, so people who have other avatars in the game who are players can contact you and be like, let's play together. And then they'll appear and disappear and you can get a team and a, a party and you can go around and play together. I don't know if you can play with other people yet. I haven't got that far into the game. Right, okay. But I don't think you can. Like, I'm not really sure that if that's a thing. But it's very much what you'd expect. It's um, go around, do quests for side quests. You're on trying to do a main quest where you're, become, you're on the path of a seeker um, and you're developing your character, getting levelling up. But it's very, it's quite a cool narrative for a gamer because as you're playing, there's a lot of almost fourth wall breaks that aren't fourth wall breaks because they're saying like, oh, you've leveled up. You're not a high enough level yet. Maybe you should go and do this. But in the game world, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what that'd be. Fourth wall inside the game, like fifth. So I guess we're (laughs) fifth wall. I don't even know. But yeah, it's cool. I've played about about five hours of it. I'm getting into it. So yeah, it's decent. Do you think you're going to finish it? Uh, I don't know how long it is, so I've, I've got an idea. Come on, dude. Shall, shall, yeah. I find out, shall I find out for you? What, what, yeah, what, what, are you, what are you hoping for, let's say? Uh, if it's like 15 hours, then yeah, I'll finish it. If it's like 50, then no. <laughs> no, <laughs> then dude, I, I don't even believe that because you still haven't finished um, uh, Bioshock. That's because I don't want to play it anymore. 
Like that's a different story altogether. Uh, that's mm. that's fair. I mean, if you don't want to play it, that's yeah, that's yeah. For CrossCode, the average time to complete the main story for the twenty people polled on how long to beat.com was thirty three hours thirty one minutes. Oh. And that's the main. So that's not even the side quest because no. so far yeah. I've spent four hours doing side quests. Of you know what you've done. People, you know, sorry, 70. you know what you, you know what you've done, Jonesy. You, you've you've done what I did when I picked up Hollow Knight. And right. I, was like, I was like, oh, this will be a quick game. <laughs> no. I, yeah. I didn't think it would be quick. I thought I could play, but it's definitely a game you can pick up and put down. It's right. like a, I can yeah. play half hour, I can do some quests, I can progress a little bit further in the story. It doesn't feel like something you have to smash out yeah. in one go by any stretch. Jonesy, yeah. of the, sorry, of the 70 people who did the main story and quote-unquote extras... Oh, okay. uh, the average time was 49 hours, 26 minutes. Oh, wow. So it's getting to where I, where I said, no way. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. Jeez. Yikes. There you go. Yeah. It's a cool game. So it's got platforming, puzzling, uh, combat. Like it's a cool game. It's okay. how I'm enjoying it so far. Nice. Very nice. Decent. And that's me. And that's you. All right. Well, that just leaves me then, I guess. Uh, I'll be very, very brief. Uh, I only played two games this week. Okay. No, three games. Okay, so I played Super Mario Galaxy 2 on my stream, uh, twitch.tv nice. slash hot panic. Um, that was cool, but there's an, there's an issue that I was having with, with the, the Wii connected via the dongle, which is then HDMI, which then goes into the HD60. Is I was, whenever I was, I I was there, discs, I was witnessing it. Yeah, when <laughs> it, whenever I try to change discs, if it went into a third party disc, it, would, it wouldn't crash, but it would just stop feeding the signal to my TV. Oh, and then and then because there was such a latency delay between the um, the capture card onto my laptop screen, I couldn't actually play the game because the the delay was way too much. Um, but then if I put in a first party game like Super Mario Galaxy Two, it works fine. So I I don't I've got to try and get down to the bottom of it, but it might be one of those things that I just can't figure out. Um, you uh, you could have actually well you don't even need a capture card right to do it because you could have used it with a you could have gone old school because it it has a doesn't the Wii have like an output, like a, you know what I mean? Like a video output. Yeah, composite. So you could have just plugged it straight in. Yeah, composite, yeah. Yeah, but then how would I have fed it through the... You should get a splitter to go from then from that to your TV. A oh, splitter might not be... I could be, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how I used to do... I'm pretty sure I've done that before with... Maybe. Wait, like Maybe. Com- composite to HDMI? No, 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 not an HDMI. You'd need... Um, so you'd need Like a- an HDMI to a two HDMI splitter. No, no, I wouldn't even use an HDMI. So you just go composite straight into your machine, but you need a card to, to, to receive that, obviously. That's the thing, because the Elgato's the thing yeah. that was probably the most expensive part of the, the daisy chain, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah. Not the, that's not yeah. the thing you want to work around. So I think it has to be HDMI. Well, because it's, it's the most expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, because then Chris is buying all kinds of, you know, super specific hardware. Just well, no, okay. Windows. I mean, I had the Elgato before. The only thing I bought was a, was a, a £10 dongle. Uh, but that's oh, fine. Right, okay. I, I'll, I'll look into it. I'm sure there's some forum posts on it, etc. But uh, yeah, but Super Mario Galaxy 2, dudes, what a fucking game. I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, I've never played it. Not surprising. Yeah. Did you have a Wii, Jonesy? I did have a Wii. Ah, interesting. You had a Wii and you didn't have the best game on the Wii. Oh. Do you know what? With the Wii, I, I, my, I think it was... I can't remember how old I would have been. I guess like... I 2000, think it was, I, 2006? Oh, yeah. Uh oh right okay so I wouldn't have had I didn't have one we had one at my family home so I and I would have moved out right by then 
Right, fair enough. So then it would have been mine and my brother's. I think I think we did have one, but we left it at home. And we had like the balance board and we had like Rock Band and a few other games. Yeah, but fair enough. It was never a system that I wanted to play. Oh, dude, it's one of, one of my all-time greats. Like, so, I played so it a lot with other people, but it was <laughs> never a system that I wanted to play like myself. Yeah. Like, was, it, put- was it Red Steel, the game with the samurai yeah, swords? Uh, yeah. I played that. I was like, this is going to be wicked. I really want to use the motion controllers. They're going to nope. play me some Red Steel. It was trash. And I was yeah. like, I'm out. I heard Red Steel, Red Steel 2 was a lot better. But, but let me give you an example. I, I took out my little uh, CD holder with all the games in it. And I was like, oh, that's a banger. That's a banger. That's a banger. As I was going through this, I was like, man, yeah, that was such but a good Chris, console. Here's the, here's the question we need to ask, right, that separates the wheat for the Did you own a 360 at the time? Uh, no, because I had a no. PC and I had a Did, PlayStation. Oh, you had a PS3 at the time? No, I had a PS2. Oh, the PS2. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. the thing is, I think you looking through that back catalogue and you see banger after banger because, like, that was the home console you had. And I'm yeah, sure there true. were other stuff you were playing on, you were playing on PC, but I think for Jonesy and I, I was 360, Jonesy was PS3. Like, again... I remember thinking, like, yeah, I've got a Wii. This is cool. I can do a bit of backwards compatibility with my um, with my GameCube. Your titles. GameCube stuff, yeah, exactly. And I was playing stuff like I was playing Twilight Princess, and I was playing Super Mario Galaxy One, and and shit like that. And I was thinking, this is all really neat. But at the same time, like, I'm a 14 year old kid, and in the first two years of the 360, I had like Oblivion, Gears of War, Dead Rising, Mass Effect. Like, one of them spoke to the kind of games I wanted to be playing. And the other one spoke to kind of the weird nostalgia and shit that yeah, I had from okay. having but a GameCube. Of, for so of those long. titles that you just said, only one of them I wouldn't have been able to play on my PC. Yeah, but how many of them did you play on your PC? Uh, I played Oblivion. <laughs> well, but again, like as someone who didn't have a PC at the time, as someone yeah, who sure. was it was all home consoles and who had a Wii and a three hundred and sixty. Like this the Wii, is an interesting the Wii thing. Felt, we felt like it was like doing what my Switch does now, which is that every now and then you get really fucking good first party Nintendo games. But they're not what I'm going to be playing six days, seven days a week, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe the age difference is, is where it comes in because yeah, at 14 you're not maybe as interested in those kinds of experiences. Whereas when I was a bit older, I was like, yeah, I could go for this. But yeah, f- fair enough. Each to their own. Well, on the Wii, I see. I had the opposite, and I'm the same age as you. Like I had, I had a PC. I was solidly a PC player then. Yeah. Um, and I had my PlayStation Three as well, and I kind of chopped and changed. But maybe to be fair, maybe it was like the marketing and it didn't really hit with me, but the Wii always felt like a party console and I would only ever play it with friends, with the motion controllers. I never even considered it as a sit down console. I think that's fair. Because if I was going to buy a console game, I would have bought it for my PlayStation. That's probably due to the the strength of their party centric games on the system as well. So yeah, Yeah. I I can can get that. And the fact fact that that. it was motion controls first, right? Like it got to the point point where companies like Activision were putting out their annualized titles on the Wii. And so you had things like Call of Duty coming out on the Wii and stuff like that. Or EA putting FIFA out on the Wii. And it would be the worst looking, worst controlling version of those games. (laughs) And so there's no point in engaging with it at a certain point until you got shit that was specifically made to take advantage of it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which, oh, yeah, again, I Ninta- feel- which Nintendo would make, would, and Ubisoft yeah. sometimes, I guess, maybe. I don't know. It's only since like talking to Chris about the Wii that I kind of feel like I've missed out on a generation of good Nintendo games because I I never even considered it as that was what it was. Whereas yeah. now, I'm, now I've got a Switch, I'm kind of like back to Nintendo as it should be. Yeah, because yeah, I was solidly Nintendo guy, a Nintendo kid. I was yeah. like NES, SNES, you know, that's that's where I was at as well, a kid, and it 
I, I have some thoughts on Nintendo, but we'll, on the Switch. But we'll get to that because there is a, a Switch news item to end. But just, just kind of like funneling along because this is the longest fucking intro we've ever had. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but hey, I, this is what people come for, right? Um, but yeah, the other game that I played uh, as a very brief one was uh, Ori and the Will of, Will of the Wisps. Oh, you, so jumped I, straight, you jumped straight in on the uh, on the. Well, sequel. so this is the thing. So I started playing it and I was like, man, this is cool. The sequel must be absolutely fucking amazing. And then I realized I was playing the sequel instead of the first one. So I stopped playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps because I need to go and play Blind Forest first. Right. Jonesy's just left. He, he, said, he said, be right back. I don't, you didn't see the message. I didn't, Jonesy's uh, going to be back in a hot second. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Ah, just, you know, gloss over it. Um, yeah. We play it fast and loose around here. Fuck yeah. So Will of the Wisps, really enjoyed it, but I kind of forced myself to stop once I realized what was happening. Uh because I do want to play it chronologically. Um, yes. But yeah, that was that was a cool a cool 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 yeah. segment, intro to that game. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to kind of getting into it. Um but the other game that I played, which is maybe the the marquee thing that happened to me this week. Identified <laughs> your whole week. Okay, go for it. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of. I got to take my wins where I can at this at this rate, right? Um, true. I finally managed to play some Marvel's Avengers. Right, of course. But you got in at the the last stage of the beta, right, when it went open to everyone. Yes. Yeah. So, and and, and of course, they had released a, a whole bunch of patches. Right. Yes. They, yeah, they had been updating it, and uh, here and there, at least. There he is. He's back. Apologies. It's your boy. Um, so I was just saying, Jonesy, that uh, I play. I finally managed to play some Marvel Avengers on the weekend. Oh, nice! You actually okay? Cool. Yeah. And uh oh, of course you did. You messaged. You messaged the group. I did see that you'd played a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was hoping that, like, you know, get in on some of that action with you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking over out, it. I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> turns out I'm glad you guys didn't respond to my messages in time. Because... I was. To be fair, I was over the beta. Like, I, I was. I wanted to play more of that, but I tried to play more the second weekend, and I was like, I've done everything. I don't really want to go and redo anything yeah. I've already done. Well, I, I will tell you, I am not hot on that game. <laughs> I, at, understandable, understandable. At all. Um, I just, I just like, so it, it was interesting in a way, because obviously the previous week's podcast, you guys had talked about your experiences and I was like listening to it and I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, and I've got it in my head when we're going to go and, and kind of experience that kind mm. of thing for myself. Um, but yeah, the game is fucking super button mashy. None of it make, none of it feels good. Um, I didn't think. I see. Any- I, I I disagree. I know I what you mean. I disagree with the feel thing. Like I liked the feel of. Did you not like the feel of um, the way that they differentiated each of those characters and the way they feel like that not, superhero? Not, not really. No? Oh, okay. No, not really. Um, I you know I'd like I can I can give uh, credit where it's due in in terms of trying to differentiate them and giving them all different things, but to me it was just maybe it was just like the. It's gonna sound weird, but maybe the the pace that they had you showing off all these things in the beta because they're trying to show off a lot in a small yes. amount of time, right? And so it's like, oh, here's Captain America, and this is how he works. And then as soon as you get to grips with that, it's like, and oh. okay, here's here's the Hulk, here's how he works. It's like, and, I think, it's like, okay, I think the bridge section it almost felt like I almost like don't con- con- or even consider that a part of the beta. Like it felt yeah, like yeah. some I, weird I part agree. that they almost like ham fisted in. I know it's going to be part of the final game. It's going to be part of the story. That's fine. But like, I didn't really get a feel for the characters and what they were actually doing until I started playing the main bulk of that, what the content in that beta. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, I so, saw someone do basically a review, a review, sorry, of the beta, and they just looked at the bridge section, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that you, that's not fair you, for what? sure." <laughs> yeah, for sure, that's not fair. But uh, I played the Kamala Khan stuff. I played the uh, the Hulk stuff. I just, I don't know, like none of it felt good to me. the The control system did not feel good to me. The lock on system just flat out doesn't work. Um, and and it was almost like. So you're in this arena with a whole bunch of these like aim droids or whatever, and it's very difficult to distinguish one kind of uh, synth droid to another. And it's like, okay, but this one's more powerful or something, I guess. They all get they all get a bit beige, don't they? I think that's the thing we were talking about before. Yeah, they kind of all meld into each other. Yeah. And, and and I didn't I didn't think any of the the characters I played felt particularly good. Like none of it felt kind of snappy or anything. Like I fucking lament the fact that we had a a, a game like Spider Man, where it's like, dude, that was so fucking snappy and spot on. And it, and, and the weird thing, the weird thing about Spider Man, though, I don't know if you guys agree, but the the worst part of that game for me was the hand to hand combat. When you literally disagree. got down on the ground, I loved the swing in. I loved all the special abilities. But when you actually get to the point at which you're like hit, hitting the punch buttons, that was it. Was still it was good, but it that to me wasn't the main part. And I guess the problem with the Marvel game is that's like the main part for all the characters. See, I, I disagree with you on that one. It's I punchy, thought, punchy, kick. A lot of punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky. See, for me, it was almost like the opposite, right? So even though Spider Man was, for all intents and purposes, a more of a button masher than uh then it's probably good it still felt great to do that kind of stuff like there's nothing necessarily wrong with button mashing games um but you do lose the nuance like for instance uh god of war has a fucking crazy nuanced system right of of button presses and and timing for those button presses and the combos etc um right. but and, and then you get spider-man where it is more button mashy but it just feels great and it's you, very... you also have that whole that whole wheel of gadgets, which is what I was trying to yeah, get at, like, yeah. that, that differentiate the combat, and you get to use those in like yeah. in a whole different ways. So you got that, and you, you know the kind of powers, and, and it's not to say that you don't have the powers in in Marvel's Avengers, but maybe the cooldowns were too long, and I was just kind of like they'd come out, and then right. they just feel a bit underwhelming. Maybe it's either maybe they need to buff them, or they need to just shorten the cooldowns. But that's an, an aside. But it's almost like in Spider Man everything felt so snappy and everything was so fluid. And then you get to Marvel's Avengers and nothing felt snappy. Nothing felt fluid. It it felt like I was playing like, like it, it almost felt like my son had drooled all over my controller and it was sticky. That is how I felt in the, in that bridge section when it set, when it first starts and it goes, here's Thor played with Thor. I yeah. thought it felt horrible. Like I genuinely was like, what is this? It was like, and you say, you said about God of War, it felt to me like there's a game God of War, which you've copied and you've made it worse in every conceivable way. <laughs> yes, yeah, like those, those ripoff games used there. to get in the bargain bins, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it did get better for me. The characters got better and you didn't, I haven't played as Thor again, except for that little section. So I might be completely different because that was a lot earlier build. I think we said it was possible that that was from a lot earlier yeah. build. But no, yeah, I think a lot of your criticism is is completely fair. I think when we talk about Batman, actually, um, some of the things that I've now realised that Marvel have got a problem with, I think have been exemplified by what DC specifically uh, have done right. Yeah. But we'll talk about that in a bit. 
No, we'll talk about it right now because I'm done and oh, we've got okay, to move cool. on anyway. So, yes, thank you for bringing it up, Alex Jones. The DC Fandom happened on the weekend and uh, lots and lots and lots of very cool reveals. Uh, I'm going to put my hands up and say, you know what? It All the shit that they kind of announced was a lot cooler and, and got me a lot harder than I thought I'd get. Um, but yeah, before we jump into the games, maybe it's just worth kind of talking about some of the some of the very quick film stuff. So obviously you've got the uh, Snyder Cut of Justice League, which is like a fucking four-hour <sighs> thing, which at the very least intrigues me, just to see how different it was, because I you thought Justice League was a trash film. I think yeah, I'm going to have to do a thing where like, I, I go and watch the Justice League and then watch this thing like a week later just so I can... Have all that's my a good idea, man. Place. Compare it, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Maybe that's like a like a podcast we do. Like we will watch the Justice League again, re- record a thing, then we will watch this fucking Snyder cut, and then record a thing. <laughs> that's smush, cool, man. I smush, like it. Smush them together. Give that to I patrons. Like that would be pretty good, yeah. Or or just a patron watch along. Save ourselves the hassle. Could do watch. Oh. <laughs> um, Jones would just yeah. be yapping over it the whole time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, some other stuff, I guess, like, uh, you know, they said some stuff about Aquaman 2 and um, uh, Black Adam, which sounds like it'll be really cool. But again, they only had like cinemat- like animatics to show off. Um, the the cool thing for me in term before we get to the big one, boys, uh, was the idea of The Flash and the film that they're going to come out with where they're bringing back potentially Michael Keaton's Batman they're definitely bringing back uh, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman as being a kind of interdimensional kind of thing because that's that's what Flash is kind of all all about, right? He he is the key to the DC multiverse, as it was, and right. it, I thought it was a really great and clever idea of how do you how do you go up against Marvel's ex, um, cinematic universe, and and DC tried it and they absolutely failed because it's it's a big ask, right? But I think yeah. this is maybe yeah. a way that they can differentiate it. They can have more fun. They can take more risks. And I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm really looking forward to that kind of a thing of just opening yeah. it up. I, I again, I I feel like I need to see more of the movie. Like yeah. you know, that yeah, yeah. was a thing with a lot of the, uh, well, almost all of the things they showed off on the movie side of things was like, yeah, great, but like, what's the movie gonna be? Yeah, yeah. Because you mentioned you mentioned Black Adam, like. All I know about that film is that the rocks in it. What's the movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That, it, it, it's just that the rocks in it. That's it the was film. It, in terms of that kind of stuff. It was a bit light in terms of like, okay, we don't have any footage, so here's like here's some concept yeah. art, and here's the people talking about it. But the one thing that they did have footage for was the Batman, Robin Pattinson's. Here we go Robert again. Pattinson's the ba- Batman. The Batman. The Batman uh, with a very moody, atmospheric trailer um, that didn't show off too much, but showed off enough to kind of i guess probably what you would want to see in some of the other stuff jamie in terms of like here's what yeah. the batman looks like here or the characters he's going to go up against here's the tone here's the feel exactly that exactly that yeah what um, did you guys think of the, that trailer <laughs> i cannot hear what jonesy's got <laughs> saved up for this one because he was letting us have it he was letting rip oh in God. whatsapp during the week well, you go first. You go first. Go on. <laughs> look, look, for much of the reasons that uh, that Chris just described, I don't. I don't want to give you any ammo to shoot at me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I guess I just have to give you the ammo then. Look, <laughs> I liked it because I think I, I think a lot of people people can relate to the fact that there's always this sort of gap in not just the market but also in the, our hearts and minds 
for a very good Batman and a very good take on Batman and good Batman movies. I think when Batman's done well, he's maybe the superhero that appeals to me the most. I think I've always wanted to like DC stuff more than Marvel stuff. It just so happens that Marvel have kind of led the charge in the last decade or so when it's come to making high-quality products and high-quality movies, for the most part, at least. Um, yeah. post, you know, Post-Nolan, let's say. Um, and I guess that that in itself is a reminder that it hasn't been that long since we've seen a good Batman on the big screen. But, you know, I'm always just excited to see another interpretation of it. Um, I'm You're excited to see what different actors can bring to different roles, Robert Pattinson yeah. included. He's been on a you know decent hot streak over the last handful of years, and I'm excited to see this hopefully be an extension of that. Um, and again, just like like you said, tonally different interpretations, like a new interpretation of the Riddler as an example for the villain. Yeah. Um, um, I, I I liked a lot of it, like tonally and style wise, like what it was putting down. So, what do you think I'll, of that? I'll, that what do you think of that beat down that he that he gave that dude? And he goes, again, I'm vengeance. Very. Uh, we uh, don't we don't need the uh, the voice, yeah, Chris. But thank, no, <laughs> we don't. Okay, one more time then. One more time. A bit more gravel this time. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Let me get in close for some ASMR. Well, it's not a fire. Okay, wow. <laughs> no, hold on. hold on. Hold on. Get ready. I'm vengeance. No, this may be less gravelly than I wanted. I'm vengeance. You need to sound more angry. Where is she? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Shake it, baby. <laughs> Duke, yeah, it's just Duke, Duke, Duke Nukem as Batman. I'm there for, I'm there for that movie, whatever, the, whatever we have to do to see that made. I thought, yeah, I thought that was cool. If that's a little glimpse or a snapshot into the approach to action sequences and violence for whatever better way of putting it then yeah then yeah again i'm also cool with that and again it, it it's it's in stark contrast to you mentioning the flash which is just it's all cool in theory but it's nice to know that they've already committed some stuff not necessarily to celluloid but to some hard drive space somewhere in the world and you <laughs> yeah. can see what the end result of that actual filming process was and what they're going for and start to get an idea of whether or not it's for you and this approach to that subject material is more my style than Zack Snyder's ever was with all due respect to the, you know, pro Zack Snyder crowd out there. And I know there are a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Release the Snyder cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, tonally it's definitely what I'm looking for in a Batman film. Uh, the, the kind of more serious take on it, the idea that, you know, a lot, a lot of the, um, the source material that they've been flouting is saying like, Hey, you know, go read, um, go read Court of Isles, fine, but go read Batman Year Two, which is an interesting kind of take and kind of saying like, you don't need to see how the Batman becomes the Batman, but you are seeing him very much at the start of his career where, you know, there's going to be some stumbles along the way. And maybe mm. that's why it seems a lot more brutal than it is because maybe he hasn't gotten to that thing yet where he's like, I don't kill people, you know? Or maybe he's just gotten to that bit where he's like, I'll beat the shit out of everyone to an inch of their life yeah. and then leave them, you know? Uh, it would I think take some balls for him to come out of a movie where he kills like a hundred people and then he goes, I've realized I don't, I shouldn't kill people. <laughs> and then they're like, and then everyone's like, hold on, is this supposed to be canon? Like, what have yeah. you done? Well, that was kind of the issue with um, Snyder's uh, Batman, right? A more older, jaded Batman who seemingly was okay with killing people and people were like, oh, that's not Batman. It's like, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> well, it was never explicit, though, was it? Or did he explicitly kill people? I don't think he ever explicitly killed he anyone. He was just presumed dead, like <laughs> dramatically injured, if not dead. He, he ellied them. Oh, yeah, well, he, he ellied them, yeah. People. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Slit their throats and left them to, <laughs> left them to die. Um, but yeah, all right, go on, Jonesy, because this is what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the, 
the vitriol to come out. No, no, there's no vitriol. Like I, <laughs> I, so I saw that trailer, and for me, it was, and I think I said I, I've I've warmed to it a little bit subsequently, and to the fandom in general because there's a few things that kind of rubbed me up the wrong way, and so maybe it was like a collection of of little things that kind of put my back up. Um, but what I took away from that trailer and the fact that they're, they're making the Batman like with Robert Pattinson was almost like how many times are they going to say, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to compete with the MCU. Therefore, what we've decided to do is just keep making the same bloody movie again and again, which we'll just iterate on Batman because that's the only leg we've got to stand on. It's the only avenue we can go that people seem to like. Because the thing MC, the MCU have got, and I guess that they had this like before is that they have a whole like squad of characters that people care about. They've got, um, and they've, they've made a whole load of movies about each individual person. They've tried to do it with DC. They tried to do it with Aquaman, with Wonder Woman, um, like flash, obviously he's getting a movie. Um, They've, but no one ca- it doesn't seem as though people care as much about those characters even like wonder woman which i think was a very I, I, well received character yeah i kind of hard disagree with that because i think at Aqu- aquaman when it came out was i think it was the highest grossing um, yeah but it was trash superhero. Like, don't it, was, it wasn't good it wasn't don't good. throw money at me man because we can do that with video games all day long and if i start telling you the most the games that made the most amount of money then that doesn't <laughs> equal the best games like come on but what i'm saying is if you're saying that people don't care but the money shows that the people do care because they go and see it. So it's got nothing to do with the state of the actual film itself. The film well, could be trash, but it's people see an Aquaman film and they're like, I'm going to spend money to go watch an Aquaman film because I care about the character. Same with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was a success, uh, both financially and critically, actually. So but I kind of I kind of think that the problem they've got is that they can make a movie that makes money, right? They yeah. can they can do like Aquaman. They can do one that makes money. Yeah. But can they make a brand out of Aquaman? And I don't think they can. So I think like the way you can with Iron Man, for example, or Thor. I don't think I think they can make the money in one go. But then I think they struggle to make to push it into. We've made a whole lot of money. Similar to how what they did with um, Captain America in Marvel. They, they, I think they would love to have made her into a brand, but it just didn't seem to take in the same way that it may be taken with some Captain of the Captain America is, is a male. Captain Marvel, you, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, okay, yeah. Because I think they wanted to make... It seemed like they wanted to make that into a brand, but it just didn't, hasn't really f- taken off in the same way. Dude, Maybe because she came I, so late in the, I'll, in the MCU. I'll be honest. I think you're living in a bit of a cocoon. I think I think I yeah no it's just it's just like I'm not I'm yeah maybe <laughs> maybe because I'm not with um I'm not like down with the the comic book crowd and I'm not a big fandom you're guy not of da- Marvel you're not or down DC with the sick- you're not down with the sickness yeah but the, so so for example Joker I thought was great I thought it was a really good take on a modern sort of twisted look at a comic book thing I really liked Watchmen I know there's some people who didn't really like that I thought that was a fantastic movie Watchmen. as a comic book movie Watchmen like yeah. it's a surname Robert Watchmen yeah Watchmen. <laughs> Robert Watchmen. Watchmen. Attorney at law. Watchmen. They're the Watchmen. They're the Watchmen. They're the Watchmen. Watchmen. I've never called it Watchmen. I say Watchmen. Whatever. Watchmen. Watchmen. That's weird to say. Nice to meet you. I'm your new neighbor, Ron Watchmen. Oh, that sounds horrible to say it like that. Have I been saying it wrong with this time? Oh, well. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe we've been saying it wrong. Let us know in the comments down below. Hashtag engagement. Wow. So, so, and maybe, okay, maybe I'm totally off, but it would, if they made the same Iron Man, if they made Iron Man again and again and again with different people playing Tony Stark and they did it, I think we said the other day they'd done seven in the last 30 years, Batman films, um, which seems like, like, and that's not including sequels, I don't think. Is that included? That can't be included. No, sequels. it must be including sequels, dude. Maybe it must well, be so more. Well, it was. Sorry, there've been seven. There've been seven Batman's in the last thirty years, is what I'm saying. No, 
They have been. Keaton, Kilmer. Yeah. Uh, Clooney. Clooney. Uh, well, ba- Bale. Christian Bale, Bale Robert, Affleck, Patton, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson, and Affleck. There have been so six. There have been six Batman, okay, yeah. not including sequels. So movies, there's they've got to be about 10, 11, 12 movies in the past 30 years. That is okay. a lot of out that is a lot of pumping out one character. And even and like I said, taking the sequels out, to have six different versions of Batman in 30 years yeah. to me seems a lot. Seven um, seven Spider-Man films, three different Spider-Man. Three, yeah, so there's half in the same in the same period, but it's a similar kind of thing. Like I, I get what you, I get. Yeah, it's similar. It's similar for sure. It's similar. I get like what Spider-Man you're saying in terms is, of like you look at Iron Man. It's like Iron Man's been Iron Man. So I do get that. Yeah. But Spider Man, I agree with you. Spider Man, if they if they doubled the amount of people that have played Spider Man, I would say yeah, they're they're getting ridiculous, but, and they're definitely on par. And part of the reason I think for that is because Spider Man is so much of a saleable property. So for are you Marvel. are you are you getting annoyed that they are reinvigorating it for like new audiences or something? Because it's, it's it's like James, not, you, no, can, no, you can take. Your arguments is- and put it to James Bond, and it's like I'll tell you one thing: I don't want to watch another movie with Sean Connery as James Bond. Uh, I suppose my argument, the problem I've kind of I get with it is because um, yeah, I agree that a lot of the Bond Sean films have Connery. been trash as well. Like it's it's not like they're gold. But, but you got you got you got to move on with the times, though, right? You got to cap yeah. a, you, cap you a also, story. You, you have, and then I'd move on DC- to. I'd rather DC did more with other characters or they did more with, they went in a different direction. It just, and this one, let me, I'm going to say, no, it's my prediction. This hold is on, not you ju- be- hold on, because you just said that the Aquaman was bullshit. And that's yeah, another I character. Didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. I want them okay. to do more with other characters that are good, that I like. I don't know what that is. So Joker, Joker's an example. Yeah, They sure, made a great sure. movie. Joker yeah, was Yeah, but cracking. Joker's also been overdone. Like Joker's like the, 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 poster boy for we've, uh we've get, had joker what three times i guess in the past 30 years yeah and, but i feel like we've been getting joker in the face and everyone agreed that like we have yeah we have feet, squeezing like jared leto's joker four into jokers, batman versus jokers. superman and suicide squad and bits like oh, that everyone was a bit joker. everyone was a bit like do we really need another like hollywood like uh, what are they called when the the actors who go really in depth and forget who they are what's that oh, called? Um, method method actor method, method actor like yeah do we need really need another pompous method actor losing themselves in the role of the joker jared leto sending margot robbie rats in the mail and stuff like that and everyone was everyone like unanimously groaned and then four years later like Joaquin Phoenix's one came out and we were like actually yeah fair enough they should have no, but, that, but, the, but that's kind of what I'm saying right is I, would, I wouldn't have the issue if they came out of a Batman film which felt of, as much of a departure this to me the, the trailer for this was like how do we out bail Christian Bale from how gritty how is this yeah, you're, you're forgetting that there's been a Batman in between yeah, there's Christian been a Batman Bale. in between but I don't, I don't think that means that it's irrelevant that there was a super gritty Batman series that everyone said yeah, was but I could just, really I could just as easily, I could just as easily, I could just as easily say that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker had more in common with Heath Ledger's, but our palate cleanser was the fact that we didn't like Jared Leto's. So you could say Robert Pattinson's might have stuff in common with Christian Bale's. I don't think they were had, very we're, similar at all. Better, those, those I don't think they were that similar. But they were, but they were. So morph- then your point doesn't really make. No, any they sense. were more tonally similar, and, and the same argument is that we had a bad one in the middle that made us want something else. Oh no! But so, sorry. So I was kind of saying like oh, that seems like quite recent that we've had the the Nolan trilogy that was re- that I I think I thought was really good. I think a lot of people really liked. It kind of feels like now they're trying to outdo that by it was going almost a decade more ago gritty and more dark. 
Which is why the trailer with the, the 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 bit where he beats him up and goes, "I'm vengeance." It didn't make me think it was cool. It made me think like, "Oh, you're trying to make a film that says, no, we're really gritty. We're more gritty than than uh, <laughs> Nolan and Bale." And it just made me kind of go, "This is going to be trash." I, this film. I, I think they're they're going to push this objectively the whole if, thing of going. I, th- I think if you watch that trailer and got Batman Begins vibes, you need to go and rewatch Batman Begins. Yeah. Not not Begins, not Batman Begins. That that series, those three movies of the more any of, of the them. gritty reimagining. I, I, I think of Batman. I think they were gritty for the standards 15 years ago and the fact that like the most the it was this was a pre-mcu world where the yeah. like the biggest um comic book movies of all time were spider-man one and two i think by those standards batman begins to look gritty but i think that the goalposts have moved so much that i think that the sure. batman doesn't have much in common with nolan's stuff anymore i'll give you that joe like joker was a much more gritty take on um and a, real, a realistic take, obviously, on on Joker as a character. But I, I don't know, man. I just feel like this is going to miss the mark by a, by a big way. I think this is going to be on par with like how crap Affleck was as Batman. Wow. Oh. I, th- I don't think I don't think you're allowed to say that. Not oh. not nothing to do. With, I also nothing, I also think like nothing having, to do with Pattinson. I think Pattinson's a great actor. Like I think he'll do a good job of it. But I just think the t- the movie itself. I think. Yeah, I think well, it's hold on. Why are you going to do Affleck so bad like that as well? He was fine. Uh, no, Aff- Affleck, oh, he was. Affleck was in bad movies. Yeah, he was a good character in bad movies. That's what I'm saying. Pattinson's going to be a good actor. The, he's, he's a good Pierce, actor. He's the Pierce Brosnan of the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's going. He's going to be in a, in a in a crappy movie, and he's he's going to be good, but it's going to be a crappy movie. And I'm not. I, gonna... Do you know what? I'm going to say this now. I, you're such a an interesting like person to try and put <laughs> the finger on the pulse of where your opinions are going to be. I don't because even know idea, what my like why the idea of, I watched like, it. I was like, you, this like shit. The, the idea of two segments being back to back of you condemning. The Robert Pattinson's the Batman or whatever I don't even. Remember I'm not condemning it. I haven't seen it. You saying yeah. it's going to be shit Pre- based off the trailer? I predict. I predict. You saying it's going to be shit based on the trailer comes yeah. back to back with a segment of you staunchly defending the Marvel's Avengers video game. I didn't defend Makes it. You, I, I mean, re- re-listen to that segment. <laughs> yeah, re-listen to it. I didn't defend it at all. It's kind There's of no defending. Like, I agree with Chris. Like were... I agreed with him and said a lot of what he said was completely fair, and so a lot of his issues were my issues. I didn't defend it at all. I, I just think you. I, I sometimes I struggle to put. My finger on on the pulse of where your opinions are going to be for anything coming up. <laughs> so, like, but I think it I, seems it, like it's exempt- a, sorry. Go sorry, mate. I can I can hear you. You broke up a bit. I was just, I was just saying it's very hard to tell whether or not you're going to like something, and that's fascinating about you. So, so okay, so I tell you, I know, I tell you why. That for me, the Marvel game is a good example. I've never played a good Marvel game apart from the Spider-Man games. So I've never played any of those characters that I've enjoyed in a game ever. I've played a lot of good Batman games. That's a that big I've thing really to say. Enjoyed. Apart from. That's like saying I've never enjoyed a Marvel game apart from the one that I really enjoyed that only came out two years ago. No, no, because Spider Man's not in Spider Man as a as a character in a game. I've um, I haven't ever played like another Marvel. I can't think of another Marvel character game. Spider Man is the only good. one who's been in good ones. I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't. Know. I can't even. I can't even get any the games that I've like. Oh, they, they, they made game. Thor games and Captain America games and shit like that, but they weren't good. They made Iron Man games that weren't good as well. They were awful. Which and so Marvel, it's like finally we might have a Marvel game which is fun to play. Whereas we'll get on to like, talking about the Batman games. I've played loads of amazing Batman games, which just puts me in a different place with I've the played, Batman I've games pl- that are I've coming out. Three. You've played three. Yeah, three. Fair enough. I how remember many, Batman many... 1989 was oh, great. Oh, okay, yeah, I think yeah, you're going that far But back. then how, 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 yeah, okay. All, no, all I was saying was that you, you, it just feels like one of those things where nowadays I never know where you're, what side of an argument <laughs> you're going to go down on. And I kind of like that uh, you're a wild card like that. It's good. 
You yeah, need that. You need you know that. I don't even know where I'm going to come down <laughs> on it. I just sometimes feel very, like, you get surprised by your own reactions to some stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, no one could ever... you're not alone in that one, trust me. And it, mean, and it means no one could ever question the integrity of your opinions, right? Because at least, if nothing else, they are uniquely yours. <laughs> Which is kind of useless when people are saying, well, is there an irrelevant opinion there? <laughs> well, but we'll see, that, hey man, I we'll see. Like, like, it looks fine, and Pattinson will be, I'm sure he'll be good. I just think the film's going to be, I just bad. can't see it being, yeah, I think it will be bad. I don't know, I just think it'll be bad. Fair enough. Oh, the we'll, bad we'll man. Know, we'll, okay. know, we'll know in a couple of years, I guess. Yeah, look forward to the let Batman. Me, let me, because I did like Batman Returns, so let me just put that oh. up. No, forever. Which one's on with the Riddler? Forever. I don't know. Yeah, forever. That's forever. forever. Yeah, I liked forever. Batman forever, yeah. Not Returns. I liked well, Batman I liked forever. it as well, but that's also because I was fucking eight-year-old. Yeah, me eight, too. Eight years old and probably like scratching my, my arsehole yeah. and sniffing it. That's, but anyway. <laughs> um, that's the thing with all these comic book characters is like our age oh, differences. Oh, hold on. Am Chris I back? Frozen. I'm back. Okay. Oh, hold on. It's still yeah, touch and go. I think we're fine. I think we're okay. No. <laughs> Okay. No, I don't know what's going on. Talk to me, boys. Talk to me. Are you okay? You okay? You look okay. Yes, I'm okay. I'm okay. We're not even going to cut that out because it's just fun. It's a hey, fun time, really. The realities of pandemic podcasting. Gonna All right, look, say, look, please don't be mean. All the people who know better than me and don't be mean. It's just no one be mean. No one be mean. No one's going to be mean. <laughs> there are, except for, no, except no, for calling really you a, be mean if you want. Except for calling you a dingus. I don't think anyone's going to be mean. You dingus. No, you don't. No one called Josie a dingus. We're all just being honest here. We're all sharing our opinions. And until that film is out, much like Marvel's Avengers, no one knows who's right or wrong yet. We're all just. just we're all this is true. This is true. This will annoy some of the audience. I'll tell you what film I did like from DC recently was uh, Birds of Prey. I thought Birds of Prey was fine. I, enjoyed I haven't it. seen that. I haven't yet, seen you know. it. So I can't say. I should have seen it, but yeah. I never went. Could have been the last time I saw in the cinema. Yeah. Would have been good. Oh well, look, I, I saw Wonder Woman. That was a good time. I saw Wonder Woman. Did we see Wonder Woman together, Chris? No. Who did I, I see ha- Wonder uh, Woman with then? I have seen Wonder Woman, yeah. Th- th- is there a second Wonder Woman? It's coming yeah. out soon. Yeah. Coming out, right? Okay, I've seen the first one, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah been Wonder a, Woman there's been, uh, 1984. Yeah, there's been a couple of trailers already. They've yeah, got, which was uh, also at the, it was also at the Fandom, I've got to it mention. It was at the Fandom, yeah. The Fandom. Yeah. Kristen Wiig's right, anyway, cheater. Pe- listen, pe- uh, two things, okay? before we, Well, one thing before we move on to the actual game segment because we're a gaming podcast after all the five star one at that jonesy don't feel bad okay because i absolutely hated mad max fury road and everyone else thinks it was the fucking second coming of christ so i i that I know was what it weird is. man because that wasn't a mad max movie they should have just named that fury road and had it like not do you know what? he's like a side character That's yeah but what one. i i you could have cool called film, it though. cool film you, you could have called it chris gets blowjobs i still would have hated the <laughs> film so it doesn't matter um but yeah you know so i i I am well aware of being on the receiving end of, uh, oh, what do you mean, my favourite film? <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I get it. Anyway, let's move on to the games, okay? Because uh, there was some, some juicy information for fans of uh, DC games, of which, uh, Jonesy, you've said there have been quite a few good ones. Um, Indeed. So Rocksteady, who are kind of the creators of the uh, Arkham game series, as it were, they showed off a cinematic trailer for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, uh, uh, with a very interesting trailer that's uh, set off in Metropolis. Uh, kind of shit's going all haywire. We're seeing Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark, which, uh, I mean... I'd never even heard of him. He's fucking cool, is all I'm going to say. It's a, it's a shark yeah. wearing, wearing jeans. Why not? I think it just reminded me of Moana. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Ah, I think I, 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 had, I hadn't heard of him until someone reported that he was going to be in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, I guess... Oh, and- that was the other one that we didn't mention of the yeah. fandom. Well, they, had so, they had so much shit, dude, like in the fandom. It's crazy. Yeah. We just sound like we're DC corporate cucks now. Can we? We're, <laughs> we're really not, but yeah, we've got to stop, go. talk, stop talking about the fucking fandom, man. <laughs> anyway, take a yeah, shot sorry. every time we say fandom. I was going yeah, to take, a, take shot. a shot every time we say gritty. That would have been fun during the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Grit. So apparently the game, so the game will take place in an open world metropolis with one to four players. Uh, each uh, playing as a character. I don't know how they're going to do if, like, if we all want to play as fucking King Shark, what's going to happen? But anyway, uh, but if you're not playing with friends, an AI will fill in the non-player roles, uh, much like what we presume would happen in the Marvel Avengers. Well, not so Mar- Marvel's it Avengers will, does will do that, right? Yeah, so it we, will happen. From, yeah. We know that from the beta, but that, yeah. that's one thing, sorry, you just said about what, um, will you be able to play as the same characters? I don't reckon you will. I reckon they'll go the Marvel's Avengers route and your crew is your crew and you need a complement of humans yeah. and ai to fill that crew up yeah maybe but they so they showed off some really good looking graphics uh and i wonder because they they kind of like towards the end of the trailer hinted at what the gameplay would kind of look like but then again it's just a cinematic trailer i don't know it's maybe too little to read into but i definitely like the flavor that they're going for with like a, a towards the end of the trailer there was a superman that seemed to have been maybe being controlled uh, the the theory at going at the time is that uh, the justice league itself is being controlled by brainiac yeah. um so i couldn't you know. find so I, I heard that rumor but then i couldn't find anyone confirm whether it's they're being controlled by brainiac or someone else or whatever but he's got like red eyes isn't he so he's yeah he's like purpley purpley red i i think it's fucking cool dude uh, i think it's a it's an interesting take and you know rocksteady obviously has a pedigree and you know I'm I'm okay to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, am it I right is, in saying that this is this is purely next gen? It's not like it is yeah, made for next gen. It's, it's coming 2022. Out case, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 2022 release date. So yeah, I don't think it'll be. Yeah. But uh, they said as well, like it's a continuation of the Arkhamverse, which was a cool little point they made. Yeah, it's not necessarily a continuation of the Arkham stories, but in the Arkham world, as it were. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Yeah, what are you guys thinking? I think that's cool. Like, I'm I'm glad that they're keeping that alive, because um, obviously we know that WB Montreal's game isn't like it's a different different universe. Doesn't take place in the same one. So yeah, well maybe let's 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 cover that as well, and then we can talk about both of them kind of like in relation to each other, I guess. Because Warner Brothers Montreal showed off a trailer and gameplay for Gotham Knights, which is a bit of an interesting one. A, a little bit of a how can you say? Um, a bit of a contentious point with this one because the trailer starts off basically informing the viewer that Batman is dead. Effectively. He dead. He dead. Batman uh, so, dead. Uh, so Batman is dead and everything else is left in the hands of uh, Batgirl, Robin, Red Hood and Nightwing, um, which I think is, is a very interesting shakeup. I, it probably doesn't bother me as much as it bothers a lot of people on the internet, but there you go. Also, you know that Batman is not going to be dead. He's going to come out like, <laughs> three quarters of the, of the end he's gonna be like oh i was alive the whole time yeah. blah 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 um but this is a uh, current gen and next gen from what i understand it is uh gonna be a cross release and it is 2021 um mm. so the campaign can be played either solo or in two-player co-op uh i don't know so the 
I think it's a really good idea. The gameplay was pre-alpha for what it's worth or what it's not worth. Um, I, I'm I'm down for both of these games existing. I do lament the fact that we don't have an actual game where you play as Batman, but you know, you you take what you get. Yeah, I think I think some people felt there was a bit of Batman fatigue around the time of Arkham Knight which is why I'm a little bit surprised to see the backlash to this being so severe. But then I guess yeah. I know some people are still very invested in that idea of, hey, we just want a Batman game. But then you wonder, like, if Rocksteady were always going to take their story and their lore with them, then maybe Warner Brothers Montreal looked to the options and were like, we could make a Batman game, but it would have to be an entirely new take on Batman and an entirely new Batman, and maybe that seemed like too much or too daunting. Oh, right, that's yeah. That's why they killed Pro- them off. Easier to just not do Batman. Yeah. Like, maybe that was part of it, because it's always hard to know. Obviously, these games, especially the Suicide Squad and whatever came before it, have been in some kind of development for so long, and there have been so many weird rumors. It's always hard to know in what order things came around and yeah. what, in, what, what informed which decisions, but... I can't begrudge them too much for wanting to do something different, not least of all because it felt like their reputation up to this point was defined by the fact that they were the studio that made the bad Arkham game. And (laughs) I can see why if you weren't there, you'd want to be like, no, we're going to put our own stamp on this thing. We're going to do something different. I think as well, like I was thinking exactly the same thing, Jamie. There's a weird thing in that, I think just not having Batman in the game kind of separates it from being, you you wouldn't necessarily look at Origins and go, well, they made Origins, it wasn't great. and now they're doing another one. How's it going to follow on from Origins? They've kind of given themselves a whole new, like they've given themselves a restart, and um, and with that, with no um, none of those bad points taken over from Origins, which I think is a good idea. And I'm psyched that it's got different characters in. I think they're close enough to the Batman characters, but not Batman. I think it's cool. I, th- I like the fact they've done this. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I think it looked really good. Um, I know you guys kind of had a a bit of an issue with some of the the. the the pre-alpha gameplay that they were they were showed off, um, which I, I thought looked fine. Like you 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 put us, I so I was having a, a discussion with Jamie before we started recording and saying like, what what does pre-alpha fucking mean? Because in my mind, pre-alpha is like you don't have any fucking graphics and you just got blocks <laughs> moving it. You know, like but it, it for all intents and purposes, it's a vertical slice. Uh, but I I thought it looked quite smooth. Obviously, in in the gameplay they were showing off, there were. It seemed like there were times where there were like massive frame rate drops, um, but you there know were, whatever. Yeah. But it could have been. I, I, I thought maybe that was the stream, but I don't think it was because I watched it no, again from sources and it was not great. Yeah, the official trailer had it as well, so I, I don't know what was going on there. But I can forgive that because they put that thing like, "Hey guys, it's fucking pre-alpha." You know, there's time to kind of sort that shit out. Uh, I thought it looked gorgeous. I think it seemed like it played really good and really fluid, um, and I liked some of the ideas that they they got going on, like. Um, you know, tag team takedowns and and the the skills with the little stem, stamina bar, etc. I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for it. No, you know, what? I'm not even cautiously optimistic for it. I'm optimistic, full stop. I am. See, I was a bit. I'm a bit colder on it. Um, and I've learned more since, and I, and it's kind of brought me around because I think it was an IGN um, interview with a producer. I think it was the creative director, um, where they were sort of like talking about some of the features, and it's warmed me to the game in general. But the few things I didn't like about it. So I had no problem with the graphics, like the pre-alpha graphics stuff. I think Jamie put it, nailed it when I think the other day he said pre-alpha means they can say um, uh, pre-alpha doesn't mean anything about how the game actually looks. So anything you say about graphics is irrelevant. So it's a get out of jail free card, right? It means they can <laughs> yeah, yeah. put out whatever they want. 
Um, and they're right, like it's too early a stage for I think for us to judge graphics. But if they're an indication of where they're going, it's, it's fine. I mean, it looks fine. Um, for me, it was more of like a the thing that worried me a little bit was that it, the gameplay and the way that the the interactions and stuff. I just would have liked to have seen a game that was a little bit more removed from like the cookie cutter Arkham esque. It feels like they've. It feels like it could be Arkham Knight DLC for me from what they they showed off. Um, with yeah, some well, kind of in our WhatsApp discussion, what did what did you call it? The uh, early PS4 era game. Yeah, mid. I suppose mid because Arkham Knight is like mid, no, no. You, but you said I said early. early I said early. <laughs> but I was thinking that Arkham Arkham Knight was earlier in the PS4 life cycle. So you, this, you don't think that from what you saw there that they've advanced or progressed more? Than... It doesn't look like it. Like even some of the specials they were using, the fact that they've now introduced a stamina bar, which has like so. That for anyone who didn't see it, you have in the bottom left hand corner, you have a little purple bar with like four. Well, oh, for the character they were playing, I think it was Batgirl, who has four stamina bars by this point in the game, which was I think they said it was um like a half five or six hours into playing as Batgirl, yeah. and when you use a special move, you burn a uh, one lump of stamina. I guess if you use a super special move, you'd burn all four lumps, you know, with or, or bits. We've, yeah, we've yeah. all seen it a billion times before. Um, and that one of the special moves she uses, where she summons bats to like uh, mess with um, an, an enemy, it just looked kind of like I don't know, man. I wanted to, I wanted to be wowed by a next gen Batman Gotham City game, and I felt like. So you you said this was PS4 as well. I didn't realize it was PS4. Uh, I, I may be wrong on that, actually, thinking on it. Okay. I'll, I'll fact 20... check while you guys are looking. All right, because it's 2021, right? And if this is a PlayStation 5, early early in the life cycle PlayStation 5 title, I just feel like I wanted to see more of an advance. So they've even got like this, and again, this might be just a, uh, thing that you see in this game because of whatever but there's a section where she goes up to a door holds a button to open the door and then she has to squeeze through a, like a little area to get into another area which we've all seen playstation 4 again and again and other consoles because yeah. it's like loading screens it's not very dynamic it's done for yeah it isn't and done ne- for and storytelling like, and next gen's not meant to be that yeah we've already heard about new um, people making games that have said you're not going to see any of that like i think cyberpunk is where they've said it's you will never see anything that is obviously a, a, a little mechanic in order to enable loading that that world exists and that's coming yeah. out end of playstation 4 so i don't know um, I've, and some of the combat some of the interactions some of the ai that looked like the the ai was kind of dumb like it ran straight past Batgirl at one point when she was fighting another character. And it could have been there just getting, I don't know, there's little things like that that made me think, come on, guys, where aren't we further along? But you see, I, I saw I saw those things and I was like, yeah, that's 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 the pre-alpha stamp that they saved themselves with. And yeah, you could absolutely be right with that. Um, one of the things that kind of got me a little bit worried, and I'll see what you guys think, is they also talked about in this the interview they had that, the game, the way the game works is um, you only fight during the nights, okay? And in between each night, you go back to the Belfry, and that is yeah. where you do your upgrades. You can change characters because you can play as all four of these characters. You you can play through the story and change as you go. You don't have to stick to one character, or you can yeah. if you want, and you can level that character up. To me, this rings out again of the way Marvel have done the War Table thing, which I don't really like. Um the yeah. way that you go back to the hub and you div- and you look at your missions and stuff. So they're saying like you prep for the next night <clears throat> in the Belfry and then you go out and you do another night's being a superhero. It could be cool, but it also kind of had me thinking it could be kind of shit. Yeah, I guess, I guess the saving grace is uh, 
that they haven't explicitly said that this is a, a games as a service, which well, is they've said it's Mar- not. They explicitly yeah. said it's not. Yeah. So Marvel Avengers is that games as a service. So that it makes sense why they would do that war table thing and you know you don't have to travel from one section to another you just go back to your fucking your heli carrier and then war table go to the next one but with this one yeah maybe it's more a case of like it's not needed for that kind of thing so maybe it's more like a palate cleanser and a, a maybe a, a breather or whatever but yeah it is kind of a strange I don't they know. They also said something else which worried me, and uh, I don't know if you guys read this, but they also said uh, the Belfry is a great place to go to, and it's really useful for them because it's where I think the suggestion is they won't be wearing their masks, the characters can interact and talk to each other, and that's where they can do a lot of the exposition and the story. So then it kind of made me worry that you're not going to see any story exposition, much character interaction or um, cutscenes outside of the Belfry. Which made yeah. me think this is a this sounds like a bit of a weird setup for a game. I've got to go back to a place to get story, to go out, to do missions, to come back. It's I don't know, man. It yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think. I mean, you you'd hope that it's not going to be yeah. something like that. And right? I'd I'd be very surprised if this Belfry stuff existed at the expense of like a truly open open world. Like, sure, I, yeah. I doubt I doubt there's a setup where you have to go back to a certain. Well, maybe it's probably like story progression, right? Uh, so use. to progress to the next night, they've said. So you do it. So you have multiple villain quests happening at a given time. So the bit of the gameplay was halfway through uh, right. Doctor Freeze's quest. So yeah, multiple missions. For each I'm villain. envisioning a scenario where, like, you've got a normal open world. You do all the story missions, but like before the next story mission pops up, you might have to go back to a location, watch a cutscene, and then you're technically, although it's another night, you're just back yeah. out in the open world again. Exactly, yeah, yeah. From like that's what I understood as well. But it, so it's, it's probably used used as kind of like story progression gating, right? So in other words, right. Um, especially, it, it actually makes sense if there are multiple villain quest lines running concurrently. Okay, which is what they've said that will happen. Is you effectively what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop you from finishing Doctor Freeze's entire storyline. And and then you go to uh, Poison Ivy and you, you start from the beginning, where it's more like you take Freeze up to 10% and then you can take all the other villains' storylines up to 10% because that's what exists in night one. Yeah. Go to the go to the Belfry, r- recover, whatever it is, and then uh, night two pushes the, the next progression for their story. So... Yeah. I think yeah, I think that's exactly that's yeah. basically exactly what they're talking so, about. Yeah. So it's almost like they're using the buffery less as a as a war table and more as a. It's almost like. It's not that like, complicated, remember, lads. I think we're I yeah. Think it's it, yeah. It's I not, think it's we're over. I'm we're overthinking. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a cutscene. Like yeah. no, no, it's not. It's not a cutscene. So I wouldn't be. Said you, I you go back. They said you go back there for story to investigate clues you've found to change your gear. So, yeah, but here's the question. Do you think you're going to be able to change your gear outside of the Belfry? I would say yes, to. but they, but given so, the fact they so, specifically so talked again, about like, it, when you're when you're talking about you're going back to the Belfry for story, yeah, you're going back to the Belfry for cut for cutscenes and maybe to have weird like static conversations with people while they stand around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I kind of it, it rang to me. Do you know what it, it did to me? It said to me, you know that thing you don't like about the Marvel Avengers beta. You know that thing you didn't like about um. <laughs> Shit, what was the Microsoft game where you're flying around and javelins? I can never remember the name of it. Oh, Anthem. That's Microsoft. an EA game. EA game, Anthem. Anthem, sorry, Anthem. Oh, okay, Anthem. Um, th- those are the bits that in recent memory I've gone like, oh, I don't like that, where they make you go somewhere and walk about and chat and like they don't what feel hubs? very good. 
hubs. Hubs, yeah. yeah. Hub, hub worlds. Like Fair even enough. in Destiny, like I didn't necessarily, it was necessary, but necessary? I didn't necessarily like it in that kind of way. And I think Destiny did it pretty well. Do you see what I mean? I like the, I like the Arkham games yeah. narrative progression. I, I, I'm, I'm with Jamie. I think you're reading too much into it. Yeah, maybe. I think it's, maybe. It, I think it's, it's just, a, it, it, it's like old school games where like you'd finish a mission Right, and they'll take you to a debrief screen, and then you go. How to, are we to the still next talking mission. about the fucking Belfry? <laughs> How are we still talking about this? All right, then they made a, they made a big point of it, but let, they, so oh, they did say a couple other bits as well, which is which are good, right? Because they said open world, no level gating. There's di- the uh, bosses dynamically uh, respond to your level, so yeah, you can fight cool. Mister Freeze at a level five, and he'll fight differently with different de- defense, different attacks. Yeah. Um, then he will do if you're like a level 15, which sounds really cool. Like that sounds good. So I'm psyched for that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get into this weird territory where like, are you kind of defeating the point of having an RPG system in progression if everyone's the same level as you? Like, why do I need to know my level if everyone's the same level yeah, as Yeah, I know what you mean. Like you could speed run the yeah. game, stay at level one. All like, the bosses will be level one. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the reasons I said to you, Buzz, I don't necessarily like the way they keep forcing RPG mechanics into every game. But I, 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 the joke I made to you is that they're not doing that. They're just making them more visible for some reason. Like numbers, yes. numbers always come out of people's heads, whether or not you can see them. They're always coming exactly, out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just can't. Same, you're right. It's you the just same can't with levels. Like, but that Batman previous Arkham games have had skill trees. Like Batman is improving as he goes along, but there's no visible level, and there's no visible level of no. any enemies, and that makes more sense when you start to get into a situation where you can be under leveled or over leveled for certain things. Uh, yep. So you could go back to early areas and beat the shit out of people that were once difficult. Go back to go to future areas, perhaps prematurely, and get shit on. But if you can't do that in this game, then why even, you know, yeah, what's surf- the point? surface those numbers? What do they? Yeah. What exactly. purpose do they serve? Other than it's another metric by which you gauge your progression through the game. It's another thing that gets us hooks into you because there's another because it's another number that just goes up. Whereas, <laughs> like a gear score it's just going up baby up and up yeah keep playing and the reason i the reason i like the dynamic sort of leveling is because i'm not a big fan of that that specific rpg mechanic oh he's a level 10 uh it's a level 10 reindeer and you're a dude who's like kitted out of all these weapons but yeah. you can't kill it because like, you're level five like, like so level dumb. 10 reindeer level 10 and you're like i'm gonna shoot in the face of a shotgun and it doesn't do anything because this are oh, the reindeer's level 10 mate it's just gonna hoof you to death jo- jonesy's like, playing no, Chris- that's, christmas but, massacre that's progression though that's progression though that's but when that's, you go away and level up and come back and topple your former uh but it's, it's, it's your an element foes, your adversaries it's an element of RPG games, which I get why they have it, but as someone who's never been an RPG player in that sense, it's one of the hardest things that I find in games of breaking immersion. Because if I can't kill a fucking rabbit that's level level 30 because <laughs> I'm le- and I'm level 10, and I, like I said, and I hit it with a bazooka, and it's like, you did one damage to this rabbit. Like, it's a fucking rabbit, man. Make your game better. <laughs> nah, I think... You're, you're you're like willing to accept you're playing a video game in some terms, but not willing to make exceptions for others for some reason. Of course, that's immersion. It's like when you go to the cinema and you sit and watch a great film. You're willing to accept the ludicrous situation yeah, of the film you're watching. It, but if they turn around and they start slapping you around the face with like stuff that doesn't fit the movie, it breaks immersion and you have a shit time. Like, I think you're putting too much onus on immersion. Like when I play The Division and I have to put 50 bullets into someone's head, I'm like, oh, it's not immersive. It's a video game. 
<laughs> yeah, and it ruins the it ruins games for me sometimes. Do you know what I don't like? Is shooting someone in in division in the back with an assault rifle using fifteen clips, grenades, bazookas, all sorts, at a little red canister that he's carrying, so that I can set it on fire, and it takes me half an hour to do so because oh, fun. you should have been a higher level because it's, it's fun. I don't have a, a video problem game, with it. Yeah, it's fun. yeah. I will say, going back to Gotham Knights, I think one of the things <laughs> that I'm finding is a little bit of a sticking point for me at the moment is that I think. A week ago, we expected to see a Batman game. We didn't get a Batman game, and that's fine. But what we do have is a series of characters in Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, and uh, Red Hood. Red Hood, who, yeah. All of them I've heard of, but all of whom I'm not really sure I know. Partly because there's been different iterations right. of them, partly because like sometimes, in the case of Robin, for example, literally different people have been Robin at different times, and you don't know who you're dealing with. And it's kind of the same with the Court of Owls. Court of Owls is just a kind of a concept I've heard thrown around largely in relation to this project. Um, And so I kind of watched that trailer and got through to the gameplay. I was like, I'm glad I'm watching the gameplay, but I don't know anything, I don't know nearly as much, I guess, as if it were a Batman game, as I should do, about these characters and what their motivations are and what they're doing and who these villains actually are and there's something kind of simplistic about the formula of that's Batman and that's the Joker and that's what we're doing. And that's what all of those Arkham games yeah, ended up being. But, but don't don't you think it's kind of... I, it, I there's, mean, there's room it, for more exciting stuff to grow out of it, but it's just... It, it, but I don't, but what I'm saying I, is all, all that stuff that you don't know... Yeah. Um, and obviously it depends on how they treat it, but isn't it nice thinking to yourself, I'm going to get into this game and right. I'm going to find out about these characters and see if... It you know, they, sh- they, it, they, it they endear should, themselves to me. It should be. and But maybe it's a weird side effect of the fact that most of these characters often play second fiddle to someone else, and I'm like, too much of that is existing in my subconscious. But I guess but that's why they, reason, had to kill, they had to kill Batman, right? Maybe, but for like... some reason, th- there's no intrigue there for me. Like, for some reason, like, seeing what Rob- happens to Robin when he becomes the protagonist doesn't... I want to see what they do, but there's not a voice in my head going like, yeah, I need, I need to see what they're doing to fill in those gaps. I'm just looking at them and like, this seems like a ragtag group of people that I don't know that well, and I don't care about that much. And maybe I will in the future, but I don't know where that's going to come from. Yeah, fair. What, and like, nothing, I, nothing in that trailer suggested that there would be any stakes or character moments or like, I don't, right. I, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going to get that stuff from. Yeah. I've, so I have a slightly wonky take on this because I just got done watching Titans like a month ago. Oh, um, right, yeah. And there's a lot of crossover. Uh, also, I think the fact that these are all playable characters from Arkham Knight, like in some of the DLC and things, um, I'm pretty sure they all are. I know Batgirl is. I don't, know about, sure. I don't know about Red Hood. I think Red Hood is because you get to really? use the guns. I'm pretty sure Red Hood... I'll have to check that. But you, you use you, the guns in Arkham Knight. That's wicked. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure you, in, the, in the DLC specifically. I'm sure you got to play as... I'm, I could be wrong, man. But um, and Nightwing, I think you got to play as, as well. I don't know about Robin. I can't quite remember. But I feel like I've had a taste of these characters, even if it's not the same characters, if it's similar characters. Um, and I like how they played, which kind of feels like they're playing to my Arkham Knight like desires a little bit, which is which I like. Yeah. So but do, do you think so? So this is the the last kind of bit I wanted to speak about this though, right? When when the Arkham series came out, and it's like, oh my god, this is so like fucking different and unique in terms of like the way it does its its um its world building, the the combat system specifically, um and and of course the stealth sections as well. But is is this too similar? Are they not breaking away from it enough to to kind of like uh, See, I think you. I think you're right. I think they. Yeah. That's that was my biggest thing was they risk being too similar. Like 
I like the fact that I feel a bit of an affinity with the Arkham Arkham series and Arkham Knight specifically with these characters. Like I could be wrong about that man, but I, I don't think I am. But um the fact that it it's too similar and it is supposed to be a different game from a different studio in a different time on a different generation feels a bit like they could have done something wholly different. Yeah. Or not wholly, unless that's silly. Like, you know the way that God of War iterated on God of War and it was incredible? Yeah, yeah, I, I, get, like you, they, I get you, I yeah. I don't, again, it's one of those things like, don't ask me what that is because I, wonder I if that's tell you. I wonder if that's where the Rocksteady things come into it, though, where it's like Rocksteady, uh, the studio who are given the seal of approval to go and try something that was a little bit more removed from what they'd done before. And right. WB Montreal were literally the ones who were like, no, you're literally an extension of us. You're just going to make more yeah. games. Admittedly, not with the Batman. Yeah, that's name a good on point. So that that's was something point. of a leap of faith. But I don't know. Like they were the studio to, who got saddled with making the in-between Batman game to begin with. So yeah, like maybe there was an element of like, hey, we need you to make something that's at least fairly close to home, just so we got that. Well, Rock well, that's City a good. Go that's a good point. Like people are always going to want to have a Arkham-style game, and then maybe they were like said to Rocksteady like you innovated with Arkham to begin with. Now you can innovate with Suicide Squad, but people are still going to want an Arkham-style game, so WB Montreal, that's your job. Yeah, maybe, that, that makes sense to me. Maybe. Yeah. The Suicide Squad was a weird one, though. Do, do we have time to go back to that? Because we can't... Can hey, there's we'll, one thing we'll, I have to mention about we'll this make before time, we get off of yeah, this. Go on, go before on, we get go off on. of the um, uh, Gotham Knights. Because Gotham I think we have nights. proof. They have, well, I think we have proof that they listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they were asked, and they this is about skins and the way that um, people look and the way that you deal with gear and skins <laughs> and how it goes together. And I have a quote for you. And I see they must have been listening to us because they've addressed it. And I think they've nailed it for me. They said, "When asked, will when you put on gear, will it affect how you look, or will it? Um, will you just have a skin and it, and it's just a, a numbers thing?" But they said. Um, because we didn't want it to turn into just a random crazy quilt when you're adding in gear and stuff, <laughs> uh, what we've done is we've got distinct suit looks, and then within that, there's accessory variation that the player can tap into, and that way you get a chance to tweak it and make it exactly the way you like it. So, so it's kind of like they do have skins, but you have your the gear you might choose will change like elements of it, but not the overall look. That's the way I understood it. Yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't have like a blue torso made of feathers and uh, <laughs> fucking uh, wrist guard made of titanium and shit. It will all be similar. Was if that- you're black and yellow head to toe, if you're 1980s Batgirl head to toe, but then you add in a different utility yeah. belt, I'm guessing a different cowl. I, I wonder how they're going to do that though. Also, yeah, was, that, was, that the con- was that confirmation that this is going to be a gear or a loot game? Uh, well, they were talking about... Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it was confirmation, but they did talk about gear. I think they talked about suit, ranged, and melee weapons. But yeah, from what I yeah, read, they I, didn't specifically talk about gear and loot. For, so, for whatever reason, I came came away thinking that it was going to be like loot. I, I guess maybe it's a, a case of like, you see RPG elements, and then that just right. makes sense. It's all part of that visual language that I think it, like people yeah. are getting more and more used to accepting. Is like when you see nowadays... What would have been, you know, tri- AAA open world action games of yesteryear now having health bars and damage numbers and 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 more explicit, I guess, leveling up systems and XP systems. You almost expect gear and loot to be an extension of that. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, at least in some way or another. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, go, Jamie. We'll make time. So go go back to your 
Because I feel like you guys didn't say much about Kill the Justice League. No, because we, we, we said we would, yeah, like establish we don't both know games. As much, do we? And then, that and that's yeah. the main thing, right? Is that like you watch that trailer and you think not only do you not know as much about it going in, but you also know nothing about what kind of a game they're going to end up making, and you can sort of pick apart some elements of the trailer. Like obviously, they're going to have to have some kind of solution for uh, ranged firearm-based um, combat because yeah. that's the predominant way that at least three of the characters fight. Which is something you know interesting because they are the fucking Arkham dudes. They were <laughs> you know world renowned for their melee systems. I guess I just wasn't sure about the tonal stuff, um, which is interesting because of course that is Rocksteady carrying on the lore and the kind of the the world that they established through their Arkham games and taking that into this. And all of a sudden we have I'm not going to get too hung up on the differences in the characters. Like Deadshot was in a couple of the Arkham games and now he looks very different. Uh, yeah. Well, his, his race has fucking changed for one. So maybe they're <laughs> going to work around that. I don't know. But even just like Harley Quinn, who again had appeared in the Arkham games prior, and it was yeah. like, now it seemed like it was, a, maybe it was just my brain telling me this, but slightly more informed by the Suicide Squad movies version of oh, Harley was. Quinn and Margot definitely. Robbie. And you know what game the trailer reminded me of? Seeing them all kind of bounce around and shooting weird aliens and purple bloke me out? Oh, I know. I can I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! I just you're, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get it right because you played it recently. Uh, 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 what was it called? Sunset Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. That's the game that reminded me of, and I was like, a Rocksteady can't really be making a Sunset Overdrive <laughs> with Suicide Squad characters, can they? But like, they're all they're all wisecracking. They're all telling jokes. They're all effing and blinding. They've all got weird traversal mechanics because yeah. Deadshot's got a jetpack, and King Shark seems to be able to jump really far, and Harley Quinn has a grappling hook and captain boomerang and teleport so they've established all of that stuff they've all got guns of very or of some degree or boomerangs or grenades sure, I, think, and, I think you're right dude <laughs> and like and the, and the, it, again that i know ultimately you're gonna fight the justice league but look like they were fighting i'm gonna have to double check it but like weird zombie looking things with purple blood yeah uh, at oh, some yeah. point yeah, they yeah. were on a rooftop and there was like a couple of them and one of them climbed up and they shot it in the face. Or I can't remember what exactly it was that they were fighting. I'm, I'm, I don't know whether or not it's... Uh, Are they Brainiac's to... minions? Are they supposed to be... I guess but like, that's the thing. Brainiac's like if the minions, minions in this thing like... like, <laughs> like so the minions. Like Imagine you're just fucking killing the oh, minions. Well, yeah. That would actually be quite an interesting little take. I don't know. <laughs> I was just... I was watching this trailer and I was like... I, much like you said, Chris, you give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You give them some leniency. I mean, it's, it's Rocksteady, right? Like, because, yeah. because it's fucking Rocksteady and... They have, in the kind of the modern era of Rocksteady, I don't really know what they did pre-Batman, but there's no reason to assume they're going to make anything other than a great game and they're going to have cool ideas and they wouldn't have gone in this direction unless they were confident they could do something interesting with these characters and the mechanics that are going to be wrapped up as a part of them. But you watch that trailer and I was like, you don't know anything about the game, you don't know anything about what they're going to do with these characters specifically, apart from a few little hints and ideas. And it kind of paints a strange picture. And you match that up with a tone that I'm not sure I 100% care for and jokes that didn't make me laugh. Yeah. What is that game going to be? I don't know. Don't want to judge it too soon. Don't want to judge it too soon, but I'm curious. I'm, I'm with you, though. I feel, it, it feels like it's too early to judge it, but I kind of feel, I think, the same as you did. The tone fell off. I also had a weird thing that it seemed too similar in some ways to um, 
the uh, Gotham Knights because it's like four players. It's an open world. There's yeah. some co-op, co-op yeah. elements. If it's like looty, how they're going to do that? Is there going to be a hub world in both? I don't know. There's, there's a weird kind of like, these are very close together. Um, although I will say the one thing, going back to Marvel, I think that Marvel did wrong, that these two games do I think do right is they both have a fifth character, which is the city. So the reason Arkham games are cool is because they're set in the city. Um, right. The reason I think Suicide Squad will be cool is because it's set in Metropolis. It's like a contained thing. The reason Spider-Man was cool was because it was set in um, uh, New York. And the one thing Marvel had for me were not going for it was that they came up with these super bland, generic, random I- world places that just seem I lo- like... I love how I you, how you just it. always refer to Marvel Avengers as just Marvel. Oh, well, you were Marvel <laughs> Avengers, sorry. Marvel. Marvel's, Marvel's Marvel. Avengers. <clears throat> that, that it had it has no there's no like love for the place yeah I, I get you I, th- I, I think you're right you're spot on yeah yeah and like, cool. I think Rocksteady made very uh, memorable ver- takes on Gotham so yeah there's no reason not to yeah believe that they could do that again by the way pulling the trailer up I can confirm that the things they are fighting in the trailer are weird zombie monstery alien looking things with big glowing pulsing purple stuff on them that explode into purple blood and I can also it is confirm, Sunset Overdrive. It is kind of Sunset Overdrive. But I can also confirm that all four characters at one point in the trailer shoot a conventional gun. Yeah. Even Captain yeah. Boomerang and Harley Quinn shoot what look like normal firearms at one point or another in the trailer. Yeah. So it looks like we are getting some kind of co-op shooter with probably some kind of traversal elements fighting against hopefully not entirely alien enemies <laughs> with a weird sometimes funny but kind of not really but also too informed by a Suicide Squad movie that was bad sense of humour and tone but it's made by Rocksteady so you wait and see (laughs) that's that's pedigree for you right like you give them the benefit of the doubt that's the that's the DC fandom for you fandom all right look let's let's move on all right because we had some some more info for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War fellas so there was a in-game Warzone kind of live reveal. Is that is it yeah. right to say it that way? A, a, li- a live event that tied into the reveal, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, I, I didn't actually see any other live reveal. I guess, uh, well, Jamie, you probably you saw it more than I did. Go, go on. Give us, give us a breakdown. So it was a live event that you kind of chose from the matchmaking menu. So it was another option there. Um, like it, it tied into all the kind of know your history stuff and all the shit they've been hitting, those notes they've been hitting through their trailers. Yeah, yeah. You dropped in. Uh, it was kind of plunder rules more than battle royale rules. So you had your loadout and you would respawn very quickly, kind of in the air, just about yeah. above where you were. Um, you could do it in squads as well. And you had a, ser- a series of objectives, but already, like when you load in, you notice lots of stuff has changed. The loading screen was different. When you opened up the map, for example, all the place names. They were redacted, so they had black lines crossed through them. Yeah. Lots of little changes like that that were kind of cool. And you had to do a couple of like fairly simple objectives. One of them was like you had to kill people, uh, literally other players, and they would drop an item that you could pick up. You had to go and find keys and unlock caches, and it would do a lot of uh, visual effectsy kind of stuff. And when you completed all those objectives, you got dropped uh, outside of the arena, and you had to do – or stadium, rather, I should say – and you had to sprint to stadium – no weapons or anything, while words and messages from that original teaser trailer they'd showed, I think by this yeah. time last week, were sort of flashing up and being overlaid on screen and then eventually got to the point where you got to see the 
trailer which has now been released obviously to the general public and we have all seen so nice yeah. wicked but it was uh, it was neat it was neat largely because warzone has been identical for uh one well, almost identical at least for five months now so, so to see them mess with it in the same yeah. way it feels when Fortnite messes with their shit it's kind of interesting yeah Oh man, actually, and we we're not really going to cover it because we don't really cover Fortnite stuff. But Fortnite have just launched all of their their Marvel season, where they've completely right, changed yeah. the map and all the Marvel characters and uh, like Doctor Doom's fucking haunted house or some shit is one of the areas. Yeah. It's interesting. But anyway, back back to the Cold War, fellas. <laughs> so right. um, so I I read it was going to take place directly after the original Black Ops. Almost right. as as a bit of a continuation, which yeah. I, I thought was a an an interesting take, as it were. Right. Uh, it, but I hear 90, that, it's nineteen eighty one, isn't it? Is it's when it's set somewhere there. Somewhere but it's almost it's almost like I, I I hear all of this stuff and I'm just like, it, it, I don't know. It's going to sound maybe harsher than it is, but it's almost like I'm looking at their ideas for this and it's just completely scattershot and like, where, where's the where's the common thread here, fellas? We're going was back, a- you know, like we're, we're rebooting Modern Warfare. We're going back to the original Black Ops to do a, a sequel. It's like... I don't know just- if they need one, man. We've talked about this before with COD. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy those games as standalone, almost like almost like they're an action movie. I enjoy the games. I get them every year. If you ask me what the story was, I couldn't tell you. I can tell you some <laughs> things that happened. Yeah, I saw that trailer and I was like, this game looks fucking cool. I, I like these story beats. I like the... America versus Russia. I like uh, the fact they had Reagan rocking in there. Very nice <laughs> yeah. CG render of Reagan. Yeah. I, I thought that stuff looked wicked. Don't, don't um, get me wrong. I'm not like, bothered I, at I, all I, by the I think it's just, the, it's just the bugbear of me where it's just kind of like, if I can't understand the thought process behind something, it just kind of like nags at me. It's not that you're, you're it's, probably it's, right for a lot it's, of people. For a, a it's lot nothing, of people that yeah. Agree. But like, it's nothing consequential whatsoever. I mean, I get that. Like the game, yeah, it looks decent. Um, they're doing a lot of cool sounding things with it but it's just something like at the back of it it's like a like oh you know what it is it's like you know when you get like almost like hay fever and you get this like little itch at the back of your throat so you just kind of like swallow it's kind of like trying (laughs) trying to scratch that it's like that kind of feeling for me but like in a in a in in like what they're doing with the game and the series i don't it's just like it's this little thing at the back of my mind that's just like really fucking annoying me anyway that's just me i think i think (laughs) We all knew that they didn't know where to take it, right? That was the joke where yeah, we got to the yeah. point where they'd literally gone to space and then that didn't work. <laughs> so they literally they went back to World War Two, and that kind of didn't work as well either. And yeah. then they were like, well, what if at some point we just acknowledge that the, our, our best days are behind us and do so very literally by going back to them, by making a <laughs> reboot of one of our most favorite uh, sort of sub-series and yeah. a sequel to, uh, to that now is, sits in the middle of the others. Oh and man, I, I just the- I just can't wait for next year's card where it's going to be Ghosts Two. Well, don't don't even say it. <laughs> is it? Gonna be, is it even going to be Infinity? I guess the uh, the order's thrown off because Dude, yeah, I don't even this, know what the order is so anymore. This was meant to be um, Sledgehammer, uh, and that would have meant Treyarch get <clears throat> Treyarch next year and Infinity Ward the year after. But yeah. the issue was something was going wrong with Sedgehammer's game. It's all out there. I don't really know the details. But yeah. that's why Treyarch have come in again and done another, another another Black Ops game, which is why it was only two years ago since Black Ops 4. Um, I don't know. Does Sledgehammer get to go again now and get their slot? Because Infinity Ward presumably would have been on the t- same timeline for yeah. what we presumably well, a Modern Warfare sequel. Dude, the thing is that all of that happened even... 
pre-COVID. I'm sure COVID is kind of That's fucked, true. Up, fucked true. up that order even more. So I, I would say like, you know, you know who's going to get the next COD next year? Whoever's fucking ready. <laughs> also, or in some cases, even some people who aren't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dot dot dot. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, yeah. so the closed beta is, is will be available for pre-orders, uh, and uh, the game first is gonna... on PlayStation Four as well. Yeah. Filth. Well, well. They, they, that's the marketing deal, right? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, and and it's nothing new, I, I think, from from PlayStation side. Uh, no. But also a release date of November thirteenth for US and Canada. I don't know what that means for the rest of the world, but there you go. I think I they would... just said holiday. I don't think nah, if, if that if that game comes out on a different day in the US as it does to the UK, there'll be riots. So I, yeah. I, no, no, I mean, I mean, like they just didn't specify. Like it's probably the same day, but it's just they just didn't specify. From what oh, I you mean for the next well. gen stuff? No, no, no. For for uh, the rest of the world, they didn't specify a date. They just said holiday. But it wouldn't. I, the idea that it won't come out on the same day I know, is not. Like I know. I know. That, are, you, are you sure they did that for all platforms? Because I know they did that for the next gen stuff. No, no, yeah, they but, did it because next gen stuff. It was super weird. Next gen, they said by the end of the year, but they I, said yeah, because you because you next gen is not releasing at the same day all around the world. You, you, you read. No, uh, you read a different thing to what I read then. Because the I was on I read, their website. I was on the um, thing. I, the thing I read. I don't know. I maybe, maybe, maybe it was someone putting it in their own words. Was that the current gen edition would be out on whatever date, and the next gen edition? The wording was holiday twenty twenty brackets to be determined based on when these platforms release or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Which makes sense. We, we, I'll you know, give you the re- I can give you the blurb on their actual website. Please do. Let's get this from the horse's mouth. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is scheduled for release globally November 13th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on Battle.net. The yeah, PlayStation there we go. 5 Oh, no, sorry. So, no, that was me screwing up. My bad. The PlayStation 5 version of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is scheduled for release holiday 2020 in the US and Canada. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I was getting... Oh, Jamie nailed it. I was getting those back to front. Jamie Holiday 2020 it. in the US okay. and Canada and late 2020 for the rest of the world. Don't know why they've... Oh, my God. Look, look, that. That, well, uh, okay, so yeah, so November late, 13th... Later this year on Xbox Series X. Actually, yeah. there you go. November 13th for... <laughs> globally, so there you go. Um... Cool. It's also I, like th- a, I thought they'd done it because it was like going to be a day later, but they just did for some reason. Yeah. But I don't know why it would have been. There's also this like really weird kind of upgrade path that they're going. I don't really understand it, fellas. So you you just gonna have to because because I'm I'm worried about getting it wrong now as well. I'm honestly I'm in the same boat as you, Chris. Like I, I read a lot of tweets over the last 24 hours that had different interpretations of it. And yeah. Well, so, okay, let me give you, so if you go to their, <clears throat> sorry, if you go to the official Call of Duty website um, and you pull up their, um, how this works, you can you can look at the pre-orders and what each pre-order gets you. So there's effectively three versions of the game that are for sale. You've either got, and this is for PlayStation and Xbox, you've got um, the standard version, which is a PlayStation 4 version and an Xbox version. Sure. Um that you can obviously play on your next gen console as a backwards compatible title. And that'll cost you $59.99 in the UK, $59.99 in the in America. Um sure. you can then get a next gen, like cross-gen version, which will cost you $69.99 in the US, I believe, $64.99 in the UK, which will then get you a an update when it's available to take the game into its next gen format on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Um mm. so you're paying you're paying for the upgrade. You then have the ultimate version which includes that and you get more stuff as well like battle pass and whatever but yeah so you so you're paying for the upgrade to the next gen. 
Can I just stop you there, Alex Jones? Because we're past the two-hour mark, boys. Let's carry on. (laughs) Yes, you're you're paying for the upgrade. You're paying for that next-gen upgrade. But anyone can check it out for your local region. If you go to the Call of Duty website, go to the bottom. You've got pre-orders. You can click on that, and it gives you a breakdown of how it works. So I'm going to read some tweets out, because this I read the tweets from this from Wario64 for transparency. And when he's confused about something like this, I know I should be too. (laughs) So... He says tweet. So he does outlines a lot of what Jonesy just said, but he says, um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War PS4 physical can get upgraded to the PS5 version via PSN, but Xbox One physical will not have an upgrade to Xbox Series X, but the PS4 and Xbox One versions will be playable through backwards compatibility. For further confusion, uh, PS5 so- physical of COD Black Ops Cold War can cannot be played on the PS4 while the Xbox Series X version can be played on both an Xbox One and an Xbox Series X. It's unclear if this is Xbox Series X enhanced version or just reposting the current-gen version as playable on both consoles. Let me you just... See, you so know what, you know what because the, I've just checked you know what their, this does their to me? site. They are just talking digital, so I'm, I'm not right. talking physical. This What okay. I said was purely digital versions. You, you know what all of this kind of makes me... Make, it, it gives me the itch at the back of my throat. All of this. It's just fucking... Yeah. What, what, what's going on here, boys? Anyway, so, so what they so they're saying is the there's... physical version of the PlayStation Four <laughs> one, you can't upgrade it. Let me let me let me, let me let me read that again. They said he says that it sounds like no PS4 physical can get upgraded to PS5 via right. PSN. So if you get given a Call of Duty right. Black Ops Cold War PS4 game in a box, you can still upgrade to PS5 via PSN. But on yeah. the Xbox side, the Xbox One physical will not get an upgrade to Xbox Series X. For some reason, but if you buy the Xbox Series X physical copy, you can, it can run play it on an Xbox a... One. <laughs> so it's almost like if you're going to get an Xbox Series X at uh, some point, you can still get the Xbox Series X version of the game because the Xbox Series X version of the game. There's a weird shot of the box art side by side, and it says in the bottom corner Xbox Series X and Xbox One games included, and it's the only version of the game with that label on it. So the can I, the, can, can the I tell you? Gen- can I... Oh. Yeah, can I tell you the the the, the Mega Mind uh, play here, fellas? Go on. Can you guess? Don't buy it. Just buy it on PC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for for forty nine ninety nine. You know the next gen as it is already. <laughs> so this the, is the, the I, next gen today. I know this sounds ironic coming from me, but who's buying a digital version of this game anyway? Like for sh- you know for reals. What? Sorry, who's bu- who's what? buying a box version? Who's buying oh, okay. a box version? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I got myself. Uh, like, yeah, like, I know you're a disc you know boy, but come like, on, don't, don't buy it. Also, I don't... Ten, tens of millions of people buy Call of Duty every year. A lot of it's done at Christmas, and I think a lot of it's probably done by mums. I will say that's true. Prob- that's so I've got, true. Yeah. I've got more physical COD games than I care to admit. And it's because on the years where I don't care that much, I don't buy it in November. I get my mum to buy it for me in December. Like my world, my World War Two is physical because I was like, I'll just wait. I, I've, I've just said that, and I just realised as you said that that I think all of my COD games are physical because I do exactly the yeah, same thing. You get, I get your mum to yeah. buy it for you. That's my mum buys it for me every year. Watch what over Christmas, uh, COD. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, cool let's cheese. let's let's put a cap on this one because the multiplayer announcement will be made on September 9th. So look forward to that, and hopefully we'll not only yeah. in that multiplayer announcement we'll have the traditional multiplayer, oh. but hopefully see what's happening with Warzone as well. Can I tell you what the PR said about Warzone for anyone yeah. wondering? Yeah, Black Ops Cold War will also support and build on the hit free-to-play experience called Duty Warzone. It will have shared progression with Black Ops Cold War, adding brand new inventory items that can be used in Black Ops Cold War and Warzone, 
but Warzone players will still have access to all of their Call of Duty Modern Warfare content, including operators and weapon blueprints previously earned. So they're not going to do anything dramatic that's going to get rid of any of the shit you've already yeah. got, which suggests they're not going to go full-on 1980s, because obviously modern guns will still exist in Warzone ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say they've already done a thing, which is I think if you pre-order the game, Black Ops Cold War, you get uh, Woods as an operator immediately yeah. in Warzone. So they're going to do shit like that, basically. Yeah. yeah. Shared shared battle passes and you know benefits that would like take look after Warzone for playing the game and buying the game. You know what we expected. Yeah. All right. So cool. cap on that one. Uh, I'm going to go with one more news item here, which is that there's been a little bit of a new Nintendo Switch leak for lack of a better word because I don't I don't necessarily believe it's a leak it's it's almost like a res- a resurgence of a, a a previous uh theory or leak as well, it was, so Blum- Bloomberg talked to someone and they said it was someone who knows but they didn't want to say it like but it was private information and they didn't want to talk about it so what like, you're saying publicly. is that it's 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 a it's a confirmed, it's, it's a confirmed rumor. It doesn't it's matter if it's Bloomberg rumor, yeah. or not. Yeah, exactly. It's a confirmed rumor. Uh, that's but yeah, another, so that's the, another word you say weird, James. I don't know why. I don't know how I would say. It. I'm scared to say it out loud now. Yeah, Bloomberg. How would you say Bloomberg? Bloomberg. 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 Is it Bloomberg? Bloomberg. Well, that's how it's spelled. Hi, nice to meet you. What's your name? My name's Bloomberg Watchman. Bloomberg. Bloomberg, Bloomberg Watchmen. Bloomberg, Bloomberg Watchmen. Bloomberg Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. Watchmen. I love that. I don't know, Bloomberg I don't know man. Watchmen. It's, it's, like, it's like watching a baby giraffe walk for the first time. Hey, Chris, like, Watchmen is we, horrible. We, like, you have to I, I might be watch wrong. men. I might be wrong. Bloom, you know? Bloomberg Maybe it is. Maybe Watchmen. it is Bloomberg Watchmen. <laughs> I hope it is. It's not. I doubt it is. But Bloomberg Watchmen. Bloomberg. Bloomberg Watchmen. Bloomberg. All right. Anyway, so the the new Nintendo Switch leak is basically a discussion of a a new version of the Switch, uh, you know, which previously has been reported as being called a Nintendo Switch Pro, for lack of a better word. Um, something that we've covered previously on on podcasts, and I think we even covered it on uh, Super Show on ATG days. So that's how long this is kind of be going on, right? Because at one time there was a report saying. Two new versions, a Nintendo Switch Lite and a Nintendo Switch Pro. And at the time, I think a lot of people touted the Pro to come out before the Lite. Yes. Uh, right. Which obviously was not the case. The Lite came out first, which I called because I know how Nintendo works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I fully would expect something like this to happen. They kind of did it with uh, the 3DS where they had uh, the 3DS and then they had the new 3DS, which was slightly better than not much but there were some games i think a handful of games that you could only play on the new 3ds um it's interesting so reports of improved interactivity whatever that may be a higher resolution screen people are saying 4k but i think that is i think that's on a a handheld like so that was the insider from from bloomberg said um 4k yeah, I just, I just. But again, don't... like they could have just made it up. <laughs> yeah, like Bloom, I. Bloomberg really... could have just like, made it up and said, like it's it. not that it's impossible, but knowing how Nintendo operates as a company, it just seems highly unlikely. I yeah, I think so as well. Like, uh, why would you? Like, then you said, why would you bother? Like, you're on a yeah. tiny little screen. It's not like you need a. Yeah, but anyway, also, also uh, a, a final tidbit from this uh, Bloomberg uh, uh, exclusive leak. In, in what has to be one of the most absolute redundant statements ever, 
coupled with a raft of first-party and third-party games for 2021. No shit. Of course yeah. it's going to be fucking first-party and third-party. That's, that's a fucking console, and that's how games come out. Maybe, maybe they're talking about the fact that Nintendo haven't made a game for like 17 years at this point, and they're <laughs> saving all their energy for 2021, apparently. I mean, boys, it does fucking feel like it. If I tell you that my Switch is gathering dust, okay? Because Mine I didn't too. pick up, I didn't pick up Pokemon, and I didn't pick up fucking Animal Crossing, pa- and it's just Paper been Mario. sitting there. Didn't pick up Paper Mario, so it's not like there aren't games even, coming even Pokemon, up. But I think it's just like, Pokemon games that was last just don't year, right? Me personally, but it, it's just like I. I, I don't know. From all of this stuff, I feel like I'm taking fucking crazy pills here, fellas. Okay? You've got fucking uh, Cold War coming back to take place after the original Black Ops. Okay? And then you've got, like, you can buy the physical copy that'll play on the Xbox One and on a Wii U, but only uh, when the fucking the full moon is out. And then you've got the fucking Nintendo Switch Pro, which could play four 4K games. And hey, guess what? They're making fucking games for it. And I'm just losing my minds, fellas. But look, the question we all want to know is... Will the PlayStation 4 version of Call of Duty work with the PlayStation 5 controller <laughs> on the PlayStation 5? Oh. That's what we all need. On day one, that's what oh we all want to know. I think you've just confirmed that I am taking uh, crazy pulls, and this is just... Uh, I am actually just strapped into a bed in, in some hospital, hallucinating wildly. Do you know what the you definition of insanity exist. is, Chris? Do you know what the definition of insanity is, Chris? Doing a podcast Doing with you fellas every again. single week. <laughs> and expecting a different outcome. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, there's not much more to say about that. How likely do you think uh, a fucking Nintendo Switch Pro is with a raft of first-party and third-party titles in 2021? Can, 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 can we water it down to uh, like a revised or a, a revised version of the Switch? Yeah. Like, probably slightly more powerful, but like... Do, what, like, uh, how likely, like, on in the grand scheme of things, pretty likely. I don't know about 2021, but, like, the the Switch and the Switch Lite won't be the only Switches. Yeah. There'll be something I, else. I would go so far as to say 100% this will happen because Nintendo have iterated on every single console, especially on their handheld side, where, for all Always, intents and purposes, yeah. Switch is a handheld hybrid. So there you go. Yeah. I'm going to nail it for you right now. Here we go. Okay. The, the Alex Jones prediction. The, Let's lock the it in. 3D, the 3D Switch with, uh, like they did the 3D DS, and it's going to have, uh, it didn't have like a little blow sensor on that so you could blow it, and it knew. Yes. Yeah, well, the, I guess it was the, just the, the, the DS did well, that. That's their interactivity right there, yeah. and a little the, built-in pedometer. There was like a Wario game or something where you had to blow out candles or some shit. Yeah, that, wh- that's wh- the sort of of the WarioWare touched, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Or tap out? I don't. I forget them all. Is, is the, the Switch Simpsons even ten eighty? Oh, is right. the Switch even ten eighty p? It's not. Um, is it? I don't think so. Yes, when it's when it's docked, I think it can be. I think. I but, think in um, but handheld the seven twenty. Handheld seven twenty. Yeah. Right. So the idea of it going four K seems like bullshit it's, to me. It's mental. I mean, I mean, even if it's four K docked, it just doesn't make any sense because what you, ideally what you'd want to do is you'd say a ten eighty p screen uh, on the unit itself. With 1080, but just with the higher frame rate on docked. Yeah, it's like one of the pe- things. Pe- like- people keep on forgetting. This, this is the thing that this is why I feel like I'm taking fucking crazy pills. People keep on forgetting that Nintendo is a a a, a company making consoles for children that adults play. Yes, that's exactly what they are. It's like it's not that complicated. It hasn't been that complicated on the NES, on the on the SNES, on the fucking N sixty four, on the GameCube, on the Wii, on the Wii U, on the fucking Game Boy, the the Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, fucking whatever. It's, it's not that complicated. 
It's for kids. Can I clip that They're and just make play it, it back to you when you try and get a Nintendo game as your game of the year again? Uh, it's entirely possible that I will do, and it's not an, not an issue because I said Does, doesn't mean they're not games good. for kids that adults play. Oh, it's, it's like just, when you go to a restaurant, what are, where are all the best menu items? They're on the fucking kids' menu. Yeah, fucking chicken nugs. What? Give them to me. Yeah. If I go to some fancy French restaurant, they're like, sorry, sir, your, uh, your pate's ready. Give me my fucking chicken nuggets. What? Pate's ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, what but are like, you but, I like, get me the spaghetti bolognese and cut it up for me. <laughs> yeah but anyway like go to a chinese restaurant and i'll ask for a serving spoon get these chopsticks away from me all right fellas nah, listen, we've been the- going we've been going for two hours and 15 minutes please can we cut this fever dream off because i'm i i, I yeah I, it's, it's fucking done let's get a bow let's put a fork and let's put the bow I on mean, the fork and Chris, then put, I it, put to, it in I a hate, box and to, put a lid on it hate to be the bearer of bad news but you're kind of the host <laughs> so you can put yeah you can so you, tie your bow so not only are you responsible for how long it is at least partly but also you are the person that literally ends it whenever you want i know and with that thank you so much for watching and listening uh if you are watching on youtube then maybe check out the uh the spotify or itunes version or if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice go check out the youtube version and hit a subscribe hit a like hit a comment let us know all of that good stuff support us on patreon if you would like to but there is no pressure we will continue doing what we're doing for as long as we can heaven help us uh, and with that i think the only thing we need is a code word and i've got it it's got to be bloomberg uh, watchman right bloomberg watchman bloomberg watchman attorney at law yeah bloomberg watchman attorney at law there you go there you go all right and thanks for watching and uh hey We'll see you next week. Bam! See ya.